are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Yeah, I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. All right. Welcome in, everybody. It is th- Tuesday, November 21st. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We're coming to you from the world-famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in lovely Louisville, Kentucky. Visit business.louisville.edu to begin your journey towards a 12-month MBA. It's the MBA that pays. You can get competitive internship opportunities that'll make you feel like you're being paid to get your MBA in the process. 12 months only. No problems. No questions. Well, some questions. No issues. Visit business.louisville.edu to begin your journey today. We're on the air today from 3.05 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the United States of America and beyond. You know us better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford is here. Trevor Kelsey is here today. Add a little bit of a kind of a, a wonky start to the week with Louisville and Indiana playing at 4.30 and us being, you know, one, we can't compete with L. On our sister station, 970. We don't want to. We, 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 Learfield and, and us, we, we are partners now. So we knew we were going to be off the air when the pregame show started. But then also, we are the home of Indiana basketball here on, on 1450 The Big X. So, you know, it was doubly bad. So we had to get off early yesterday. We had to start early, 2.30 to, to 3.30. So we did a quick hour. I know a lot of you guys were confused. You turn the show on at 3 and you're like, oh, we only have a half hour to go. Uh, Trevor Kelsey was also confused because he didn't get the call until he was, you know, waking up at his normal hours, like at two thirty, when we were already on the air. So we've got TK back today, normal hours. If you missed the announcement yesterday, we're going to have a normal show three to six today, tomorrow, and Friday. We do it for you. We're not going to leave you hanging on a Governor's Cup Eve when when the stakes are this high and the season's been this great. So we will be on the air normally live today, tomorrow, and Friday. We're doing it for you. We love you. Uh, we also love Trevor Kelsey, the big guy. He's back today. TK, how are you? Did you enjoy the uh, the little extra sleep yesterday? I'm sorry you didn't get it. I mean, well, I didn't get any extra sleep. Actually, I woke up like my normal time. That's right, normal time. It's yeah, like two fifteen. Yeah, I just didn't. Uh, it's okay. Didn't, didn't know. No, I didn't get the notification. I mean, I got like. Well, I, you got I, it. You were just asleep. I only, you can't send me one text. I mean, that's just not going to do anything. I mean, you, you, you got you got you got to. You don't throw, throw one punch at Tyson and expect him to go down. You got you got to hit him with multiple hits. I mean, come on. I do have one question though, and it's unfortunate. It's not about the Louisville biz- College uh, business, but okay, it is about who broke the headset in here. Oh, is the headset broken in there now? The, yeah, because we've had the broken headset in here since day two. I, I'm assuming it was Scoots. Well, since, you know, it's either Scoots or Gary. Gary was in there yesterday for for our show. But see, I don't think it was Gary because Gary doesn't use the headset normally. You're right, he doesn't. Gary Gary's the only one that I know of that does not use the headset. He only listens on the speaker, which is weird to me, but. Um, I mean, I can do it during play-by-play, but not like during a 
So, yeah, so I mean, it had to be, I mean, it had to be scooch. Like, yeah, I'm over here just like, I got like just my, my the left earbud just dangling. He's taking bets from you. He's breaking your headsets. He's just, he's, he's in your head right now. I mean, he's just, he won't bet me on, he, he wouldn't bet me on the football game. No, he's he's one of those guys that only bet when he thinks he knows he can win. He's just he has no he has no real pride. One of those smart gamblers. You call him what you want. <laughs> one of those guys who likes to win bets. I mean, he's, but come on, man, you got you, you got to support your team, right? Come on, Patrick. But, uh, you know, Putty, you got to do it, man. Support the team. I felt we're actually going to talk a lot about Louisville, Indiana today, but I felt bad for myself when you know we we lost, obviously, and for all Louisville fans. And then I real I felt bad for you because I knew you were going to have to do KRC because of your all's bet. And, and then I realized I, I'd forgotten about the spread part of the bet that well, you guys took the line at plus seven, which now because Louisville lost by eight it, with its its late game collapse, you now have to do all the shows tomorrow. Is that that was the bet, correct? The, well, the bet was originally yeah that, that was technically the bet was uh, if Louisville wins, Scoots has to do my show. Yeah, but we we actually we. we we debated this last night, and we, we he decided to accept to let me go with the closing line of plus eight, not plus seven. So you pushed on the on the. So I spread. pushed. So well, that a, was nice of him. Scoots yeah. is way too nice. So Scoots is more like just like I don't care. I can just, I don't, as long as I have to get up at nine a.m. or seven a.m. I don't care. He's like, oh, he's like, so he's like, I can just sleep in still like ten. I'm like, like yeah, and he's coming. You come and do this. He's like, that's fine. So I guess he's just he's fine as long as he doesn't have to wake up at six six, 6 a.m. I guess he's good. Well, I heard I, I listened to a little bit of KRC this morning. Uh, I was driving around and they were like, you know, they were talking about the bet. Which if you if you not if you didn't listen yesterday, yeah. you guys have a bet. You made a bet. Well, yeah, because you both Indiana game. I usually play you a bet. I'm like, we got to make a bet, and I was like, we don't have to do about money. It's just you know we can have some. I would do it if I had been in an IU situation in football to make the okay, bet. Okay, well, let's just tell okay. people what the bet is before we so, just keep talking about it. Well, we want them to stay on listening. So the bet was was if IU beat Louisville, I would work KRC on tomorrow, and we did it on Wednesday, so we could have like a you know the winner gets back to back days off Wednesday Thursday. And then initially, correct if they also covered the spread, you were going to have to work Spears and Dennison as well. So correct. full full day here. Yes, and if uh, I if Louisville won straight up in any way, I would uh, I would he would have to work the your show tomorrow, which is the only thing he would have to do. So I was listening to KRC this morning, and they were talking about, you know, because th- they're going to record a show after their initial show tomorrow that they can Correct. run on Friday, like a, a preview show, which is fine. Like, like, I'll be on that as well. So, yeah, they, they invited me. I don't know if I'm going to do it or not. Should I do it? Um, no, don't, don't you, you stay away. I'm, this, this, I'm, don't, don't be stepping in my spotlight. I'm taking the spotlight. Yeah, one. Roush texted me and was like, we'd love to have you on. Uh, Trevor's going to come on at 9, which, which, which means we basically get to take an hour off because Trevor will just talk for a full hour. Uh, but – they were talking. You know, That's the like, reason I'm missed by anybody here ever. It's because I can, I give them free leeway to sit back and play on their email. Pretty much. Scoots was <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I, I, I get all my work done for the other jobs when <laughs> while you're talking <laughs> on my own radio show. I, I can tell you're not listening to what I say. Like, how not, do you have so much time for such freelance work? I'm like, yeah, I get a lot done from three to six. <laughs> it's fine. It's like having another babysitter. But they, they were Scoots was like, yeah, I'm gonna enjoy you know sleeping in on Wednesday and you know not not doing anything and and. Then TJ's like, well, we still need you here at, n- at 9 to record the, the, the tape show. Yes. And Scoots like, what? And they were like, yeah. And Scoots like, okay. And th- th- they're both were like, you're such a pushover, Scoots. Like, like you, you want to bet and you still have to show up here at 9 to actually work. It, it just, it, It's a bad break for Scoots. Well, that's, that's, I'm glad. <laughs> when I talked to him about it and brought up, he was like, oh, do I want to do the show? He was like considering not even doing it. Because I guess technically I can record it. I mean. You could. And that's uh, 
I think Scoots also brought that up. He's like, Trevor, Trevor's a producer. He can record it if he wants to. I could. I don't remember that being part of the bet. Um, anyways, it's, it's a fun week around here. I'm excited to talk more. With yeah, fun for you. Back and forth with the KRC fellows for the next uh, couple of days as we get ready for this weekend's game. I, I'm doing I'm doing the show with you, and then I'm going to run quick, go grab some Arby's, get back. i got to do Bellarmine at 645. Uh, which means I won't be at it till probably game starts at seven, two hours. Yeah, but then we have nothing to do on Thursday. You have, you have Tomorrow's day. Wednesday, though. I know. I'm saying like after that, though, after you have that full day. Well, after this, and I got to go home. I'm gonna go home probably. I got to go get to bed. I got to be up at six o'clock in the morning. Are you talking about today? You got you have to do Bellarmine after this. Yeah. Who do they play tonight? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't they're think they're, the other night. Yeah, they're not gonna win anyway. They're, I mean, off, to, they're off to a little bit of a rough. Start. I think they. I think the. The two years they've been on our station, with unfortunately, not to be mean, they won like three games, I think. Are you talking about the, the women's team? Yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about the men. No, no, the men's are on uh, 680. The, yeah, we the, get the women's The men here. play midway tonight, so that should be a I didn't know they had a school. A romp. I thought yeah. that was like an internet college. It kind of is. I, was gonna say, I thought it was like the University of Phoenix. I didn't say the team. They're not a D1 opponent. <laughs> it was, for an internet school, for a basketball team, they just like whoever... That's the best attendance. Like, just gets to play on the game. Yeah, they lost to Mori by thirteen. That was not a not a great showing for them. So, I, so I do that. I get home around ten, and then I mean, I'm, I gotta, I gotta get. You know me. I need like ten hours of sleep. At so least. I gotta get. I gotta get. I gotta. You know, find a way to zonk out. You know, I get up tomorrow. I got all day Wednesday, and then I gotta be up early for Thanksgiving on Thursday. I gotta be at my 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 aunt's at noon. Look, man, these are the times, though. Like, you know, we like, we, I we dream be- about times like these when when things have been so bad. You know, the 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 energy of Jeff Brom and your Eagles being the only nine and one team in the NFL <laughs> should be enough to fuel you without uh, fifteen hours of sleep a night. Like, you should be riding that high all day, every day. Basketball teams showing signs of life, which we'll talk about. Uh, you know, women's basketball undefeated, still dropping in the rankings somehow. These you know, we have there's too much happy stuff going on right now. Thanksgiving's your favorite holiday. Like you should be just raring to go. I shouldn't be working all this. You didn't work yesterday. <laughs> I know. Why? It's a three day work week why, for you. Why stop? Some, why stop a good streak? <laughs> it's a three day work week, and you're acting I mean, like you're working the, an eighty hour week. For the record, I'm always riding the high. It's just a matter of my sports teams are actually making me enjoy it now. Well, it's, it's a double high for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You should be feeling good. I didn't expect last night's win. I really didn't. I, I, I was. You shouldn't have gotten it. I, well, hey, you know, I think what I can get. <laughs> You know, they shouldn't have won the Super Bowl, Carl Sheffers. There you go. So I saw, I was watching Sunday. I can't remember who it was, and they were, they were joking because Sheffers was running down the field to look at the replay. I'm like, you're running away from what are we, player you screwed over. I was, did he do the game last night, or are you talking about? Yeah, he did, he did a game on Sunday. I just oh, had, Sunday. Yeah, I, gotcha. I, caught, yeah, I caught his name during one of the red, one of the red zone broadcasts. They were they were they, they name dropped him, and I was like, yeah. What would it take for you to forgive Carl Sheffers? <sighs> Super Bowl win. If like he give you a, an a apology, good, if he gives you a good call in the Super Bowl, and admit a, a, a public apology to admit that he he screwed up, personally finds you love. Uh, no, I'd just take the apology personally. <laughs> and, and a Super Bowl, <laughs> love. How long can love really last? The apology will last forever. <laughs> but it was a nice win for you. I had to have it at least. Was. It had to have felt good. Yeah. Nine and one for two straight years. I saw you're the first team to do it since uh, Peyton Manning's Colts in 0506. That's only, pretty only impressive. Third team in the last, I think they said, 40 years to start back-to-back nine and one seasons. Definitely looking like the second best team in the NFC. I'd say at this Ooh, point. Bring it, buddy. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. We beat the Chiefs. We beat the Bears. We beat the Chiefs too. You did. You did without Kelsey. Well, whatever. 
Even though we got distracted, Kelsey, because Taylor Swift was in Brazil, like you know, upset about the fans and stuff. Yeah, he was he was distraught. He, his mind was elsewhere. You could tell he dropped one third 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 two, third down that would have got a first, and we caused a fumble on, in the red zone from him. Yeah, which was a huge play. So it was uh, maybe those hands have been a little too busy. <laughs> well, she has been around. She has been gone a little while. So <laughs> I, it just it was it was you know that that was that was a good evening because I mean I needed it after the, the basketball team you know the, the disappointment that was but. This is a, I'm a football guy right now in this season. Sure. Even though I'm starting to come around. I'm, it was it was actually entertaining to wake up yesterday. Well, and not to find out I should have been on the air, but to wake up and be <laughs> like, I got a basketball game in like in, in 90 minutes, and I'm actually looking forward to Yeah, watching. not dreading it. I haven't looked forward to watching a basketball game with Louisville in over a year. Since like the Bahamas, yeah. So, Two years ago. No, I'm thinking maybe like the second exhibition game of KP. Like, that was, like, the because I was still excited to see that because I wanted to see what we were going to look like. Well, we lost the first exhibition game. So. I, well, that's why I said the second only. <laughs> that's why it ended there. I wasn't as excited for the second one as I was for the first one. So, I mean, but, I mean, it's a different kind of excitement, obviously, but there's still excitement for the game. This is a, this That was the last probably time. It's been over, literally over, because not at one point after that last year was I excited to start a game. No, for sure. And I haven't really been excited much every game this year, including the Texas game. But, you know, by the Texas game and this game, I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking, God help me. God, I'm in the right place to do this, but God help me. I, I mean, if we play the way we played in New York, despite oh, going 0-2, we can win out this out-of-conference schedule, you know, the scrub version at least. Mm-hmm. This is a, a weird show for us to be doing now because— God help me. I can't believe I just said that. It's okay. I mean, I, look, I agree with you. I think most people agree with you. It's a weird show. It's odd timing because— there's so much to talk about on the basketball front, but we haven't because we weren't really on the air yesterday and you weren't on the air at all yesterday. We have not really talked about Saturday's win over Miami, which is a big deal and which demands attention, deserves yes. attention. So we've got that going on. And then now I, I think that with it being Tuesday, on the football side of things, you're kind of starting to flip your attention to Kentucky, which is, all, I mean, hell, we're always thinking about Kentucky. They're always thinking about us. It's a big deal, 365 days a year. So, like, you know, we're going to have to cover a lot of ground here. I don't really know where to start. I feel like we should start with basketball just because it's the most fresh thing in everybody's mind. Uh, we want to hear from you guys on the Thornton's text line, of course, at 502-414-1450. Um, I, I feel like we should talk basketball for a little bit and then get into some football stuff, uh, do text line, and then there are a couple of early UK nuggets to get to. We'll have the college football playoff rankings. It's all happening, Trevor. It's all happening this week. I would I would agree with starting with a little bit with college basketball only because, I mean, let's be honest, how often is college, how often is Kenny, a Kenny Payne basketball team been able to get good comments from us and we've been positive about it. like usually we're just like you know more often than not as the season goes along i have a bad feeling that we're going to be pushing basketballs to the side to talk about football recruiting at some point well it, it's weird you say that because i mean i i do think that there are there's certainly going to be positive things that we have to say about what took place in new york of course but it's not going to be as positive as we thought well, like 80 like percent through yesterday's game because i i think that what happened at the end of yesterday's game has sullied pretty much the the entire trip. Like it, it kind of it, it undid a lot of the goodwill that this team had done with its its performance against Texas and with its performance for most of the day against Indiana. Now I think we're all still probably more optimistic about the rest of the season than we were 48 hours ago. But it, it, it still it could have been a lot different. I, like I don't know where to start with this because I've never. I don't say this. This is not a hyperbolic thing. I, I'm not just saying this to say it. I don't think I've ever been more surprised by the performance of a Louisville basketball team, good or bad, 
than I was Sunday afternoon against Texas. Oh, yeah. I mean, just... We go up there thinking, and we talked about it on Friday. Like we we just sort of dismissed it. I don't, I don't think we even made predictions for the games. We just kind of glossed over it. They we were didn't. seventeen and a half point underdogs. The only, the only comment we talked about the game was I joked and said I was going to put Louisville, I mean Texas, on my lock, Big X lock. And you go without seeing the spread. And you go, there's no line. I was like, I don't care. Yeah, you you didn't think there was a spread that was big enough. I mean, I like, like and even if you thought that they were going to cover, I don't think anybody was thinking about us realistically no. being in a position to win that game. And it wasn't just. Like Sunday, if you watch the game, you know what, what I'm about to say. It wasn't just that they were in a position to win and probably should have won that game. It was that it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't like Texas just looks like a crap team. I mean, maybe they are a little bit overrated. Who knows? Maybe. We'll find out long term. But they didn't look like they're like, oh, they don't belong in the top one. They're not going to be an NCAA tournament team or anything like that. It wasn't that we just had a bunch of just crazy shots going in. Like We looked like we belonged. For 40 minutes. Like, I don't know where that team came from. The effort level was off the charts. The execution, a lot of the time, especially on offense, was really good. We had guys that have not shown heart for this season. Some guys who haven't shown heart for the last year and a half who just played out of their minds and looked like this really meant just something to him. I mean, we all know for sure. I mean, him, but I mean. not just him. I mean, the, it, like, I, I thought you saw some things from J.J. Trainer that were fantastic and that we have not seen uh, a lot of recently. Um, I mean, Sky Clark looked more motivated, more engaged, more focused than he has. Trey White, I think the same deal. We we know we've got something with Tyler Johnson now. Yeah. Like all of this happened, and I mean, I'm sitting there. I, I said this on the podcast earlier today, and I would say for those two hours, I was like 90. percent This is awesome. I feel like I'm watching Cardinal basketball again for the first time in two years. I, I like I had no preconceived notion that this was even a possibility. Where did this team come from? This is great. And then 10% kind of pissed off. Like, what what the hell is this? Like, why could you not have been doing this for the last... You would have made things so much easier for all of us if you had just done this, starting with the exhibition games. Like, if that team that we saw on Sunday, and even the team that we saw yesterday, shows up for the first three games of the year, guess what? We don't need a, a fluky final flourish to beat UMBC. We certainly do not lose by 10 to Chattanooga. We... Look much, much more dominant in the win against Coppin State. We don't lose the exhibition game against Kentucky Wesleyan. And we went to New York with some some hope as, as a fan base. And if we were coming home 3-2 and two off of those two performances, I think that everybody would be in a, a different mindset. You'd still be disappointed by the way that yesterday finished, but there would be a lot more of like, hey, you know, this team could could do some stuff. Like, like This could be a lot more fun than any of us were envisioning going into this year. And instead, I think that you're kind of just sitting here being like, well, if we were capable of this, what the hell was the issue for the first three weeks of the season? Why do we not look remotely as engaged as we did in this game? I just, I still don't get it. I'm sitting here two days later. I have no idea what I saw. Especially on offense, because, I mean, the, through the first three games, I mean, the offense was there by standing around. We just do a little pick and roll at Trey White and Scott Clark go one-on-one. Yeah. I mean, there was no no, no movement. No, no, I mean, it didn't look like anything. You know, I was trying to do anything. It was just like, hey, thanks for coming here, you two. We know you're high prospects now. You know, go and try to get all your points and do what you want to do, and maybe we'll win these games because you two guys are too athletic. To, I mean, at one point, I mean, maybe maybe I'm alone, but as you're watching the Texas game and the game, you know, we're, we're going back and forth and we're staying with them. At some point, I mean, were you like me, just going, okay, when when's this, when's this five minute drought going to happen and we're going to fall down like about thirty points? Absolutely. And like, I mean, I just kept waiting <laughs> to do another great movie. I was, I was like. Uh, the Randy Quaid character in Major League Two. 
I'm like, I'm just like, we suck. We suck. We're going to lose. I know we're going to lose. I'm not, I can't do my hopes too high up. And then, you know, I hear Ricky Vaughn's music hit with like three minutes left in the game and we're still in it. And I'm like, we're back, baby. You know, we're going to do this. I, I, now I know. And, and I was so convinced. We had to leave right <laughs> after the game for my nephew's birthday party. And I was so convinced that he, I think we were up with like eight minutes to go. And I still started riding the like a hard fought effort by the Louisville yeah, team still I mean, came up <laughs> short. And I, like, because I, you know, I, like, like you said, I'm expecting us to just, I mean, I was expecting us to do what we ultimately did yesterday against Indiana, where we would have the stretch where we just, we came unglued, didn't know what we were doing. They would take advantage and they would pull away and ultimately win by like eight to 10. And against Texas, it didn't happen. And in no. fact, you can easily make the case that we got a little bit screwed down the stretch. I mean, that the no, we got screwed. Tyler Johnson got fouled. Tyler Johnson got fouled with the second left on the clock. Yeah, that, that, on, on the shot clock. And the fact they didn't even go like to a replay was Ridiculous. Just irritating me. Ridiculous. It, it got to a point after that. And some of the calls that they they had to go against the Huntley Hatfield fifth foul was ridiculous. If anything, he, that was a walk. He didn't. He no, didn't he, touch he did. The dude. I mean, I, I I'm, I'll let that one just slide just because it was terrible. He, it's just because he was there, and I think the rest were kind of targeting him. But ridiculous. But so like, it got to the point after those calls went against us, and they got that one shot. When I saw that it was Ace, I didn't care how well it was defended. And if you're listening to this, I think you probably were the same way. I 100 percent sure it was going in. Yeah, like like I when, saw when it ripped through the net, I. Did not react at all. Like I heard upstairs, I was watching it downstairs trying to, while Mary was getting the kids ready to go to my nephew's birthday party, and I heard her kind of react and be like, oh, and like I just, I, I knew it was going in. I, I was ready for the heartbreak. And it sucked. It didn't, to me at least, overwhelm the, 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 the feeling of like, I can't believe we played that well against a quality opponent. Like it was without question, because I think you texted me and you were like, I think this is the best we've seen a Kenny Payne team play. And I, I think that I, was like early second half. Yeah, and, and I was like, there's no close second. Yeah. Like, like, it's this, and then I don't even know where you go. I guess the Clemson game last year. <sighs> yes, maybe, yeah. But we looked, like I said, the eye test. Louisville fans no good basketball. And we looked like we belonged in that game. And for me, it did, it, it did two things. One, it gave me a little bit of hope for what we can do moving forward. Two, it put to bed any excuse uh, about this. If we just don't show up against terrible teams moving forward – like if, if we look awful against New Mexico State on Sunday, there's just no excuse because we know what this team is capable of. Any question about how much talent's on this roster has been put to bed. We know they can do it. We I'm not saying they can be like an NCAA tournament team or they can be even more than an NCAA tournament team, but they can be a competent power conference basketball team yeah. that is like a top 80 team in the country. There's no excuse for them not to be. And if they don't wind up being that, you hold the players, you hold the coaching staff, you hold everybody associated with the program accountable because we now know what they're capable of. I mean, it's I mean, it's so amazing what can happen when you don't turn the ball over more than ten times. When you when you stay yourself in single digit or around single digit turnovers, it's amazing how well you can play, isn't it? It's kind of important. I mean, it's we had nine against Texas, and we had I think what ten against IU. I think. I mean, I know we had less. We they, we we won the turnover battle on both games. I know that we did. Which is crazy. Which is, I mean, insane. Did we win the turnover battle in two games at all last year? I think, I think, I think it was exactly two. I want to say maybe FAMU, maybe, and then somebody else. I don't know. I don't even think we won it against FAMU. <laughs> I think we won it against Clemson. You're probably right. Well, I remember we looked it up. I think the few we actually tied Indiana by the way yesterday. Oh, did we okay. both had eleven turnovers? I thought we. I thought it was eleven to ten. Okay. Which is still a step in the right direction. Now we no, did, it's still huge. I mean, we did unfortunately have more turnovers than assists. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm. Let's crawl before we can walk here, okay? I mean, we're still. Let, let's 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 get there slowly but surely. Uh, let's not have to do it all at once. 
I mean, last year I think we looked it up, and I don't have it in front of me, but we looked it up a couple different times where I think the few assists we had in the game ever was like 11 or 12. I mean, we never had turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we never, we had, again, nine against Texas, which is, it's it's so comforting. I mean, I know we, there's other issues still to resolve, but just, I mean, take that and take that step out of the equation. How much more you can be in every game just when you just don't give stupid turnovers. Yeah, unfortunately. Like, I don't know, JJ Trainer stepping out of bounds when you receive a ball. That was bad. That was, that was, it came at a big (laughs) moment, too. I was like, JJ, buddy, talk to me. What's going on here? (laughs) But that was, I mean, you know, no hero there in that game. But it was, it was just, I never, it's amazing to think that despite going 0-2, it's one of the best weekends in global basketball we've had in a long time. I, I think it was until the end of the game because it, you saw, like, Louisville, well, fans, on, on, thing, Louisville yeah. fans on social media were super encouraged. Like, like, you know, even when Indiana's, it's a three-point game going into the final segment, everybody's like, this is great. We've got some optimism. I mean, I'm making jokes about getting Empire Classic third place T-shirts uh, made, and people are uh, eating that up. Like they're like, I'll actually buy one. Like we're all, everyone is kind of riding high. We're like, hey, it's nice just to feel like there's some hope. We're up by five with six minutes or so to play. Before that, they went to those last possessions. I was sitting there thinking, like making plans of what I'm going to do with my day off. Yeah, we were, we were up seven. I'm, with, I'm, with, I'm uh, like, at sorry, the sorry, Scoots. I'm like, I'm. I'm, I'm I was I was already starting thinking. What can I do? I've got Wednesday off now. I can see at the in. under eight. We're up seven. We have all the momentum in the world. They look totally lost. And even at the under four, we're up three. We've got the ball. We're playing better than they are. And I'm like that. That was the thing about the second half. It's kind of like what I said about the Texas game about how it wasn't a fluke. Like we just totally outplayed them in the second half. We beat them to loose balls. We forced them to take some shots from the outside. They weren't comfortable in. We did our best to 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 wall up and be good defensive presences inside. Uh, Tyler Johnson flipped the game on its head midway through that half. And so you're like, all right, let's finish this thing out. Let's close it out. And, and I think what happened in the last four minutes just totally flipped the narrative that we were, even if we'd lost the game, but we had looked good doing so. It had it, been just like the Texas game. Maybe a call goes against you. Maybe they hit a last-second shot. I think the fan base was ready to be positive about something. And then Indiana comes out in a 2-3 zone. And Louisville looks as though all five Hoosiers on the court have levitated it and assumed the form of God. Like the the look on our collective faces was just like we've never seen this before. I mean, basically, then Scott Clark and James just kept passing the ball back. They to had them, no so. idea what to do. Yeah, they were. Just, I mean, poor Brandon's like standing in the lane, like anybody want to throw me the ball? And so trainers at, by himself in the corner. I mean, he flashed in the middle a couple of times and they didn't get it to him. And then when they did, he looked like he didn't know what to do at that point. It was no. it was just so it was so bad. So after the first possession, like I tweeted out. They have no idea how to attack the zone. You've got to call a timeout here. Uh, you, he then, you, you're in my head, by the way. That was two possessions before we finally got a whistle. Like we go through three straight possessions of nobody doing it. And again, like we're our basket is on the the end of the floor with our bench. So Kenny Payne's right next to everybody. Like if he's got something to tell them, he can instruct them about we need to get into this. We you need to be here. Like he, he can push somebody to where they need to be at that point. And he just kind of stands there with his hands out. We have no clue what to do. We stand around passing the ball on the perimeter until it gets late in the shot clock. We, you know, we obviously we get held scoreless on all these possessions. One of them we did throw it to Hunley in, in the top of the key, and he got a decent jump shot, but it missed. Yeah, it's still not that. With, that's with not like option three, one. With three seconds on the shot clock, I think because that was by the following. They were like, "Hey, let's maybe give it to him in, in, in the top of the key right there." Indiana promptly goes on a 13-0 run. Our only points during the last segment were a meaningless Sky Clark layup that they just gave up with four seconds hey, left. Not too meaningless. Well, yeah, for you, <laughs> it did kind of double-edged sword. It, it pushed on the overall. 
but it gave it it, it, it was it put the uh, uh, second half under over by one point. I lost that bet. It was a complete just collapse in the final four minutes, and then you have the post game quote, which no. But in fairness, say he we did call. You mentioned that there was there was like four possessions of, of looking completely confused, and they called the timeout after I think IU had the free throw, and we ran. We actually ran a play against the zone where too little too late and trainer got an okay look at the three, but it wasn't great look and missed it, obviously. Yeah, but, it wasn't good. But 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 at least it was they they actually ran something. The game was already over. At I that know, point. that's what I'm saying. I mean and, and you say that we were down seven at that point and we took twenty five seconds in the shot clock before we got that shot. I mean, like we were we were walking the ball up the floor and we didn't get into anything immediately. It was there was no sense of urgency. The game was already over. And it was it was it was I, I didn't understand why because then I started thinking we only had one timeout. We had two timeouts, so we had one to use. We had yeah, we had we had Kenny is never going to use all the timeouts. We're always going to have extra timeouts at the end. But then the quote after the game, and I'll say the full quote because I do think the Indiana beat rider, it was a little bit misleading the way he said, but the full quote isn't that much better. I know. I heard it too. I agree. It was taken out of context. He said, I knew Woody wouldn't play zone, or at least I thought. He tricked me. But to be honest with you, that zone would be the last thing that I would have had, a that we I think we would have had a problem with because we've been really, really good versus zone, even in practices. But in this game, we got tentative. We got stagnant. We process the game instead of instinctively moving the ball. We telegraph passes. We've got to do a better job. He had, and he had been he had mentioned there, that was the very last question of the press conference. Mm-hmm. He had mentioned even earlier in the press conference. I don't remember the question was that about the zone that where he talked about how they had not practiced against it because as much or because he felt like they they were comfortable in knowing how to attack it without it. Which they should. If, at if, this point. if you <laughs> thought that and you see that first possession where they come out in a zone. You're not prepared for it. Your players look woeful. Like they have no idea what to do. We don't get into anything. That's you've got to call a time and be yeah. like, just remember what our what our action is when we go up against this. It's very simple. Like you're here. You know, you're flashing here. You cut to the way. Like like whatever you whatever's yeah. been working so well. If you say we've been really good against zone, okay, call time out and remind everybody what to do because they very clearly look like deer in, in the headlights right now. That's on you as a head coach to see that, and it takes you know four possessions for us to finally call a timeout. And by that point, the game's lost. In a game where you you have no, you don't have the leeway to give up possessions. No, I mean, it's you, nip and tuck. This, yeah, this is the game's on the line. Yeah, you you don't have possessions just to give away. And like you said, yeah, we after that first one where Sky and just James just kept passing it back and forth, and I think James, I think or Sky ended up taking a Sky three, did, yeah. which what you know, I mean, I was kind of hoping to go in, but you know, is what it is. It was like exactly I was the same way as you. I'm like. Because throughout the game, I was any coach calls a timeout. Though. I was I'm actually sorry. somewhat, you know, happy with Kenny in terms of the, calling the timeout. Same, he did it right but, every single time. Where I was like, "You've got to call a timeout." timeout here. Yeah. He would call it. You, you're, you, you like me and a lot of those fans. When something happens, you like call timeout, and and sometimes they will, sometimes they won't. But I mean, more often not, like it's the right time. And they were Kenny was doing. It. I'm excited. I'm like Kenny's doing a good job. I I think it was one where we'd call a timeout. And we ran a just, just a great screen, double screen, down screen play. For Clark, he got a three out of it. I'm like, that's that was awesome. A great play out of the timeout. Yeah, he drilled it. I mean, I'm like, where where is this coming from? Where did he just not even try last year because he didn't like the team? But to go back to, to I mean, the, the, the quote, the afterwards, like, yeah, it, it's one. It, you should never. I know he kind of said it, tongue it, in cheek. It yeah. doesn't sound as bad, but to be like, he tricked me. Two, it also was bad that. After the game, we find out from Woodson that he didn't even make the move. His players were like, hey, I think we should run a 2-3 zone. And he's like, cool, let's try it. 
And I was like, so the the players basically tricked the Indiana yeah. players, out coached our Louisville players. Wow. It sounds like I'm not I'm not huge on Woodson as a coach either, so it doesn't surprise me. I'm not, and, and this is going to sound like I'm not trying to pile on here, but I don't think Indiana's very good. I, I don't think they're going to have a very good season. They can't shoot at all. They were one of eleven for uh, from three against us. And they had some open looks. That's dude. not an anomaly. They came into the game shooting twenty point nine percent from three. They're one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the country through the season's first three weeks. I don't. I mean, they'll be okay, but I don't think they're really going anywhere. That was a game that was right there for the taking for us. And I, I think that— We did run some zone on them. Their players were like, why can't we didn't run zone? We did well, run our, zone. Our zone was bad. I know. It's, it's the problem. We, we, I think we tried to switch zone man a few times, and it's—yeah, it wasn't working. The issue now, I, I think, becomes—I think for a lot of people, and I put myself in this camp, I, I wanted to be so encouraged by— how hard we played and the fact that we looked like a competent, capable basketball team for 76 out of 80 minutes. And I still, I still, I walk away feeling better about this team, certainly than I did going into the weekend in New York. But at the end of the day, when you have a coach who fumbles the bag that extremely in that situation, it leads me back to my overall point with Kenny Payne that, that we harped on so much this offseason, which is you know, the question isn't whether or not Kenny Payne can like get Louisville to an NCAA tournament. In, in the next couple of years, or make Louisville a okay basketball program. It's can Kenny Payne eventually win national titles here? Because that's the standard. And when you have him doing something like that, it kind of just makes me think like, you know, we may beat a couple of teams this year that we're not supposed to beat. I- I'm leaning more towards my initial preseason prognostication of us being like a, I don't know, like 13 to 17, 18 win team. That's like just, you know, kind of like, eh, like, like we're, we're not good. We're not terrible. We're I've just been, sort of average. I may have moved us up above five wins now. And I, I, but the the bigger question, like, can Kenny Payne be the man here? Can he be one of the best coaches in all of college basketball? Because that should be the standard when you're the head man at, at a program like Louisville. It's hard to envision it when, when you see something like that take place yesterday. Um, and I think that that it, it's a really bitter pill for this fan base to swallow. I think it's also a really, it was so extreme and it was so blatant and it was so in your face. It's been difficult for the fan base to forget. And if you if you were just paying attention to, like, I, I, we'll look at the text line later in the show, but if you looked at, like, the comments on my website or what you're seeing on, on, on Twitter or wherever on social media, you would have thought that th- these games went the way that we thought they were going to going into the weekend. Like, you, you would have thought that we got blown out by Texas and lost to Indiana handily. Like, everybody is very down. They're trying to throw out some positives, but, like, those last four minutes just kind of, just destroyed all that goodwill that had been built up in the, in the prior day and a half. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's to me. I'm 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 I've never been more intrigued in for this New Mexico State game on Sunday, though. Yeah, hey, I've got no idea what to expect because I that's yeah I want to see because I mean, is this a team that's going to somehow is it's, it's going to play up and down to its competition, which is really New Mexico weird. State sucks, which is weird to say when you're Louisville and you just won four games. I mean, how are you really playing down to anybody? But I mean, they they. That does kind of look. Well. I mean, that's, I mean, in three games against teams, they should have rolled over. Now, knowing, I mean, that you know how this team can play when it wants to play well, you know, they it's, it does have the feel of playing down to the first three teams and playing up to Texas and Indiana, but falling short because, well, Texas is just the Texas had no business like being in a game. They, they, they're way more talented than we are. I, I'm not just a. I'm also not big on Terry and Woodson as coaches, but then again, I'm not big on Payne as a coach. So, I mean, what, what do you expect? I am. I'm just as curious as you about Sunday because if this does wind up being a thing where like they played great because they were playing in Madison Square Garden and national TV and they actually tried, 
And then we come out and we look like zombies against New Mexico State, and we're life and death to beat an Aggie team that is just just downright bad. It's just back to normal. Then I think that we're like, yeah. okay, like this this just isn't going to be good. But yeah. if they come out and they you know they win handily, they win by fifteen, and they look focused and engaged and, and competent. 15, yeah. I mean, 15 would be, I, I would take that. I mean, At this point, you're right, I will. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that Ken Palm has us winning by like six. Um, let's see, yeah, 77-71. So if they come out and they win, hand, if they win by double digits, I'll be like, okay, like we may have a little something here. And that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. I, I'm starting to go back. I changed all my, you know, my, my preseason thoughts after a couple of weeks. After yesterday, I'm going back and I'm saying, you know what, preseason Mike, you were right. You, you had it spot on with both Louisville and Kentucky. Preseason like, Mike. Preseason Mike, he, he, you know, I apologize for misjudging Kentucky last week. I'm taking that apology back. UK, they should have lost to St. Joe's yeah, yesterday. They did not look good. They, I, I, I think they're going to be fine. They're going to be a, a, a good, not great team. They're not a realistic threat to win the national title. I'm going back on my, like, overpraise from the Kansas game. The Champions Classic is, is always a little bit misleading. So, uh, I'm, I'm taking that back. I feel like I was right about Kentucky all along. I feel like, you know, I, I got overly down on Louisville after their first three games, and now I'm going back to, like, yeah. I think Kenny's going to make it weird. He's going to do the Satterfield thing where he wins just enough to keep the people that are in his corner staunchly in his corner and saying that we have to give him a third year. And he's not going to win enough to flip people who are like, this isn't good enough. we got to move on. He's never going to win big here. I think it's going to be like a 15-16 win type season. Uh, like I, I'm back to thinking that. Preseason Mike knew all. He was right. He was right all along. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we're going to still win 15 or 16 games again. I, I let me see how we play against New Mexico State and Bellarmine th- th- this That's next fair. week, and then, then we got to go to Vatek, and then we got to go to DePaul, and then and let me see how we handle these two teams that we should win by a combined thirty points, roughly. In if we play anyway, the way we played in New York, we need to beat DePaul. That's uh, it's it's my new game of the year. Did you? I, I, I love that. The, I don't know who it was the the the, the the reporters, but I think it was after the, the Texas game. Report asked like. Did, did actually playing in front of people today inspire? <laughs> I, was asking, I think I think it was asking Siler Johnson or it was maybe it was Clark. I mean Sky Clark, Sky and Trey, all the ones that usually go out there, and and Trey never speaks. So Sky was, I think he's like, is, is it was it weird? Did, did did that motivate you more when because coming from playing in front of like you know six people in the Um Center and Sky's like, yeah, it was you know it got us motivated and it's good to play in front of people and. <laughs> All right, let's take our first break. We're overdue for it. We'll come back. I've got a couple other hoops things to talk about. We'll flip things over to football at the top of the next hour and then get to the text line, which I'm sure is already buzzing. 502-414-1450 is that Thornton's text line. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, Tuesday edition. Happy Thanksgiving week to you. Here from all of us at 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. I might fall from a tall building. Exciting and new. Come aboard. We're expecting you. Ah, oh, it's TV Tuesday. You know, I never realized something. What's that? It's the love boat, but it's some of the ugliest people I've ever seen. Uh, I've taken word for it. It's been a while since I've seen the cast of the love boat. I mean. I'm just saying, if you're gonna put that many people on like I mean, a boat of love, need love too. Does Abe Pagoda us. really need to be on there? 
I love Apagoda. Yeah, no, Apagoda's sexy in his own way. Apagoda's the He's inspiration unique. for turning the lights off during sex. Leave him alone. <laughs> Leave him alone. I mean, seriously, I... everyone needs love, Trevor. Not just beautiful people. I mean, uh... <laughs> like you. I could have been on a love boat. I mean, Ron Polio, this dude looks like scum. I want you to be on one of these dating, like Love Island. We need to get you on one of these shows. Temptation like, Islands or F-Boy something. F-Boy Island. <laughs> yes. The CW. I see those commercials. They, they got like all those shows on USA, and I'll see them because I watch a lot of USA. Speaking of, uh, real quickly, I know we're going to get more into football in the next hour, but the Hello. CW curse took a dark turn on Saturday. I mean, Jordan Travis oh, out for the year. First of all, when it happened, they were down 13 nothing, and I was like, I damn, maybe – but so now, were you, I was. Did you see the actual? I did. I saw it on on replay. Okay, because I was. I was just happened. It was one of those moments where you just happened to have it on at the exact time. Uh-huh. And when I saw his foot, I was like, "I'm amazed I didn't see bone." I mean, that was. Just, it was gross. I saw it once. I didn't need to see it again. Yeah, I mean, I was like, I'm, I was like, we're not going to show a replay. I'm like, I understand. So everybody, you know, nationally is saying Jordan Travis out, like. Damn, Louisville could win the ACC title. Like the, the spread, I saw. I saw the spread went down from nine and a half to six and a half. But I think most Louisville fans have been like, we know who the backup is. Uh, Gary Rodemeyer, remember him? When did he used to be the news anchor on, on uh, WDW? Well, yeah, his name it's actually Tate Rodemaker. But oh. we called. Remember, we you don't remember anything from the show? We called him Gary Rodemeyer the entire day after Florida State beat us when he Travis got hurt against us two years ago, and uh, Rodemaker came in. And just lit us up and threw a billion balls to the tall guy. It was Gary Rodemeyer to the tall guy all night. I remember and, the tall guy. And we lost a game that we should not have have lost. Like he looked awful when he first came in, and then he lit us up. So I mean, we know I mean, this, this dude's got a cannon. We we know that he can throw the ball a long way. We, I mean, it's still it's far from a foregone conclusion that we're going to to win just because Jordan Travis is out. I think he'll show that this weekend against Florida. He can play a little bit for sure. Different element for their offense now, but um, he, he can definitely sling it. But Florida State gets bit by the CW. The CW curse has never been more real than it is right now. Oh, it's just it's ramping. It's a real thing. It's ramping itself up too. If we play on the it's game gone from the CW like causing you to lose year. to causing your career to end, man. Yeah, if we play on the CW next year, like we're done. Like just don't get your hopes up. At least if we're favored, we should boycott it. I'm like, I'm not playing that game. Or take like the one game that we're an underdog in. I don't know who the we'll play at Clemson next year. I think let's make that a CW game. Maybe we can actually win. I'm a little I'm a little torn on the, the Jordan Travis stuff because. On one hand, I mean, you, you know, as a little fan, I'm like, okay, you know, I don't want anybody to be hurt in that way, but right, you know, it's it does help Louisville's chances. I don't like on it. paper. On the other hand, I almost would just rather play them with them because I want I want to beat them full. I don't want I don't want their excuse. Oh, we didn't have Jordan Travis. You wouldn't right. be. I don't want that. I and want, you know it's gonna happen. Yeah, I know it's I know it's gonna happen. And, I want to play them. With, I'd rather Jordan Travis be healthy and play them that way. If we lose this game I now, think we can beat them with Jordan if, Travis. If we lose this game now, even if we're twelve and one and we've beaten you know all these you know all these FPI top thirty teams, like people are gonna be like, well, congrats, you, you attained a title. Your schedule was weak, and you played Florida State without their their quarterback. And I think that's that kind of sucks. So I'm with you. Like I, I would have preferred him not to get hurt for obvious reasons, just because I don't want to see anybody get hurt. And Travis is, by all accounts, a really good kid. But I, I also don't like that it's already being set up as like this. If we lose, like you couldn't even beat Florida State without their quarterback. And if you win, you, you beat Florida State. But cool, they didn't have their quarterback. Which... His brother played second base for the Blue Jays when they won the 2015 uh, AL, AL East. Jordan Travis's brother? Yeah, Devon Travis. Did I know that? His brother played for the Blue Jays for a couple. He was actually decent. He, then he got hurt, and then he probably had okay. some runs in the family. All right. Let's, let's talk. Uh, we, we got about just a few minutes here. Let's go back, finish up the hoops conversation here, because I think there's some more things to be said. Let's start individual stuff. I mean, we've 
we kind of saw it the first three games, but we know now we've got you've got something with Tyler Johnson. Yeah, like he comes in, he totally flips the game on its head midway, midway through the second half, almost like entirely lets Louisville take control by himself. Uh, makes a, a ton of great drives to the basket. Nobody can keep him in front of them. He's you know he, he's finding guys for dunks. He's finding guys for threes. He's taking charges. He's getting steals. He's doing a little bit of everything. We are going to have to to I think live with the the bad that comes along with Tyler Johnson's good, just because I think the the good for this at this point the positives are outweighing the negatives. But I mean, first of all, you know, people are all upset that he didn't play more minutes. He did foul out in 17 minutes of play, which yeah. is that's going to have to be worked on. Okay, and then in the Texas game, you know, he does stuff like he launched like a, a no hesitation 28 footer. Oh, I know. With, like like somebody passed it to him. I was like, are you kidding me? Nailed off the side he of the back. Really, almost broke the glass. I and I was like, yeah, and it's one of those things right now where it's just kind of like. Well, that's Tyler, you know. Oh, oh, Tyler, you just kind of like treat him with kid gloves well, because it's like another Russ Smith, right? Or yeah, baby Russ Smith. You're yeah. like, well, you know, he he does that sometimes, and you're just gonna have to live with it. And I think that's kind of where we are because we have been we are a much much better team right now when he's on the floor than when he's on the oh, bench. Not, we're not, night and day with Sky Clark being able to play out the, off the two. Totally. I mean, we this this is a team that's got to run small. I mean, you you can you can do some matchups with with Trainer and Unley both out there, which is fine, but. You're going three guard rotation minimum. I mean, we played some of our best when we went small with Glenn at the four. Caleb Glenn was plus seventeen. I know plus minus is a flawed stat, but still, we were better when he was on the floor. Last Trust time. me, my uncle was texting me that already. He's like, "My man, Caleb Glenn from Bell." Caleb Glenn, he looked good. He did. I mean, he came out there, he hustled. He did. He did. You know, was doing glue stuff. You know, took a foul. I mean, was was just doing little stuff that you want to see from him. You know, and Williams has shown some of those a little bit too. I mean, I think I have no problem with both of them getting some minutes here and there. You know, just to ease them into the the college basketball, but Curtis can help the shooting. I, mean, he, he, I think he's yeah. our one true shooter. It seems like, to but me. Carlos, <laughs> Carlos, Carlos Williams. I could remember texting somebody. I was like, I kind of want to make Carlos. I was like, no, it's not Carlos. What is it? What is it? What is it? You really <laughs> not remember? It was that one moment I couldn't remember his name was Curtis. Okay? What I don't want to see <laughs> is Caleb Glenn's minutes go to Zan Payne or Danilo Yovanovich because oh, I, I I can't. Now I will say to the Zan haters out there. Everyone was like, oh, my God, Indiana's on an 8-0 run. We're ice cold, and now you're bringing in Zan, which I, I'm now referring him to him as Zan the Answer Pain. That's his nickname. He's the answer. He's whatever. the answer. He only comes in when things are going poorly, and he flips the game around for us. We did go on a 4-3 run with Zan Payne in the game yesterday. So all the haters out there, all the haters and losers that are taking shots at Zan Payne. What was Dino's plus minus? Uh, Dino's not giving us much right now. Dino's well, other than other than, than something to laugh at with that headband and everything. It's getting like, every time that he's in there, all I think of is the office space quote. I'm like, what would you say you do here, Danilo? Because like I don't, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to bash the kid, but he's just he's giving us nothing when he's in there, and he keeps getting minutes at times where. Like we need to, yeah. Like, those are minutes we need Williams to separate. And need to get, yeah. Or yeah, those middle eight minutes, I feel like they always bring him in at the end of the first half, and I'm like, we need to be like playing well here. Like the 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 the, the middle eight, the middle eight, the middle ten in football is what they call it. Like are pretty important. Like let's let's finish strong. And he's just he's not giving us. Much. And I know, and I know we we're, we're going to lack depth in it, which is understandable. I mean, it's you know, beggars can't. We're fine. We got like eight or yeah, nine. Yeah, I guys. mean, last year we didn't have a line starting lineup half the way. So de- just to lack depth is an improvement. And, and if you do that, if you go with Johnson, you know, in, in Sky in the backcourt, what wide at the at the three, probably James at the four, and, and your center can be Hunley Hatfield, and you go small. And I know it's going to cause some matchup issues. You saw it against a little bit in the IU game, but 
you're going to – I just think this is the best way we can win and keep up tempo and keep the ball in Tyler's hands and Tyler, Tyler. Even, even though no one, I think, during the last two games called him Tyler once. Well, I think it's supposed to be Tyler, but – Yeah, I know. But I think with those five that you mentioned – and then trainer off the bench, and then maybe Evans can start certain games. I think Dennis the center would bit. rotate. I think. Yeah, I think that you know Dennis should have been a good matchup for these last two games, and he really didn't, just because he got. I think he was going up against more experienced big men that exploited his his youth a little bit. Mm-hmm. Khalil Ware, I mean, you're not going to face more many more centers that are, are talented than he is, as talented as he is. Like he's. He he knew what he was doing and he exploited Dennis a little bit. No, and he did. He's Dennis good. still like there's a place for him to play big time minutes. I think that we're better though if we're going with the front court of of Huntley Hatfield and, and, and a small four or Huntley Hatfield and Trainer out there together. I think right now it's just our best unit. But like I think that you take those those key six and then Evans, Williams, and Glenn, you can rotate them when mm-hmm. the situation calls for it and, and see what they can do and you know like who's playing well on a given night. Like Williams, I think would be great against a team that plays a zone. Like, he would have been great to have out there because he can really shoot it. He's a good, great catch-and-shoot guy. Caleb Glenn can shoot it enough to keep defenses honest, but he's more of kind of like a... He's a slash. He's a glue warrior. guy. He's more that you know, I'm going to go do the dirty work, which we need that too. But, like, I, I think you feel good about those eight or nine guys. I don't know if Karan Davis is alive right now. I don't know what's going on there. He didn't go to New York. We have the Karan Davis mystery is only heightened in the, recent days. I wish I could have brought this up yesterday and you, you mentioned it. When did you when when they asked Payne the question at the very end? Yeah, and it was the very end because the woman was like, "Okay, no more questions." Like one more, one more. And he asked Kenny. He was so pissed. He answered in third person. He was so pissed. He goes, "That's a Kenny Payne decision." It's a Kenny Payne decision. I was like, "Oh my god!" He did third. I was in bed ready to go to sleep. I'm like, "This is the best way to go to bed too." Like Kenny Payne answering a Kenny, answering in third person without giving an answer. He's definitely not in trouble though. He just isn't allowed to go to New York with the that, team. That was a Kenny Payne decision. He is not in trouble. Not in trouble at all. Can we get Kenny Payne at the podium to tell us what he did? Never been happier with Karan Davis, but he's just not allowed to go with us. He can't. He can't sit with us. You can't sit with us. Uh, but I mean, I'm sure we'll still see Zan and we'll still see Danilo and you know, some of that stuff. But I, I feel good about the eight or nine guys that we have. We just Tyler just needs down the court. He, he does. He's gonna have to play third. He's gonna, he's gonna have to play LL's minutes, not the, with the same stress that LL had to, to carry, but he needs to. Be, he needs. He needs 35, 38 minutes a game. And look, he's gonna do stuff that makes I mean, fans in some games question, like why is he out there? Like you can't have this guy. He's too reckless. But he's making stuff happen. Like he's yeah. getting to the bat. Even like the the one that he like the JJ trainer put back dunk where Tyler got all the way to the rim and then missed it. Like. Like, that was what Russ Smith used to be so good at. E- even when he would miss shots, he would create so much havoc, and he would three he have three guys going to block his shot. That when he missed and it came off the rim, we always had Montres Harrell or somebody there to just catch it and put it back in. Like Tyler creates that. We don't have anybody else who's doing the types no. of things that he's doing. Sky can get in the lane, but he doesn't. He, he, Sky gets in the lane is to get a shot off. For the mo- yeah, for sure. I mean, it's and I'm not saying it's a bad. I'm not bashing him for it, but that's just how he it's is. A different mentality. Yeah, and Trey gets and Trey can get in the lane sometimes. When Trey gets in the lane, he's not. He's not. He's, bad. he's Aaron Harrison. Yeah, he's go. He's going up with it. He's he does finish put his more head times down. than not, which I appreciate. And he does a decent job of getting in the lane. It amazes me how well he looked. How much easier is him to get in the lane and create when he's just not trying to go one on one? He's doing it in the system of the offense. For sure, we and you saw break, that yeah. big time. Yeah. All right, we got 4 o'clock hour up next. We'll talk football, and we'll get to you guys on the Thornton Sacks line at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450, The Big X. Promises something for everyone. Set a course for adventure. Your mind on a new road. 
Alice, only locally owned sports talk, 1450 and 96.1 FM, the Big X Sports Radio, WXVW, Jeffersonville. Hello, New Albany Mayor Jeff Gahan here. It's football season in New Albany. Or visit and shop at our website at kratsports.com. In it? That's not going to help me at all. Eric Estrada. What is Eric Estrada in? See, that one should give it away. I know. No one remembers the Chips? other guy. There you go. Okay, okay. I, that's why I went Eric Wilk because no one ever remembers Eric Wilk. Like, I had no idea the first guy you said. I <laughs> rung no. You could have just made that up, but I'd been like, okay, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> poor, poor him. He's like, he's like the Marty Janetti of, of Chips. I know who Marty Janetti is. <laughs> I don't know who that guy is. No one knows who Larry Wilcox is. Shout out to Larry Wilcox. We love you here on the Mike Rutherford Show. You're no Eric Estrada. I never liked Chips, I, but I never watched it. I just went. I was, couldn't even tell you what the premise was. Were they cops? Yeah, it's uh, uh, California Highway Patrol. I don't know what the I stood for. I guess interstate, maybe. <laughs> because 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 Kentucky, there's no I in the actual. There, you know, there's LMPD and then you know LAPD, and for California Highway, there's no actual I. I, I assumed it maybe interstate, but their actual is just California Highway Patrol. But they were like, we got to have, that doesn't sound good, so we got to put an I in there and make it Chips. Chips stood for California Highway Patrol. Yeah. That's- yeah, but they just threw an I in there because when you're watching the intro, it shows the side of the bike. It's like California Highway Patrol, and he's like, C-H-P. And the little I just pops up. In the-, the I is little, yeah. <laughs> they just they, they inserted it there. That's the, It seems like cheating, but whatever. Yeah, I agree, yeah. Because when I was a kid, I said something, I was like, what does the I stand for? But All right, four, 4 o'clock hour of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450-961, the Big X. We talked uh, a lot of hoops the first hour. We're going to talk football now. I know the text line is probably blowing up. We'll get to you guys. But we, I mean, we'd be remiss if we – I know it's now four days after the fact, but we would be remiss if we didn't spend some time talking about Louisville's dramatic 38-31 win over Miami on Saturday, which locked up a trip to the ACC championship game. It locked up uh, the seventh 10-win season in program history. It locked up the first 10-win season – in a decade since 2013, it was, uh, I mean, Jeff Brom, masterclass of play calling. Like, I think you and I were texting about this during the game, and I'm not trying to, I don't want to pile on Jack Plummer. I don't want to be like, he's the worst quarterback alive. But Plummer has been a very good quarterback for us this year. He's got a limited skill set. Like, he does not have one of the 10 best arms in college football. There are certain things out there that he just cannot do. I think and, it's safe to say when you have a quarterback at this point in their career, Plummer, Leary, like UK, you're you've got a guy that's going to be more of a game manager than when it's going to sure. be a game for you. If is anything else, he would have been in the pro by now. And so what you have to do is scheme around those deficiencies. You you've got to create plays that have some simple throws, that have some guys that are wide open. You've got to have a strong running game. You've got and, and like his play calling, especially down the stretch on Saturday was just phenomenal. I mean, coming out and utilizing the tight ends, which we have not done all season long, against a team that has really struggled to defend the tight ends. Um, you, you know, he calls the 
the tackle eligible play when we're in that situation where we're we're near the goal line. We don't have a timeout. You can't really if you run the ball and you get stopped, you're going to be rushing there. But you know Miami's prepared for the pass. It was the perfect play call at the perfect time. He utilizes he breaks the in case of emergency break glass for Joey Gatewood box, and we bring Joey Gatewood out there. He's doing some stuff. He's getting NFL looks apparently. Maybe that's what they say. I mean, I I can see why. Like you know, and I don't think he's going to get like drafted or anything, but I can see why somebody would be like, hey, if. Two more years experience this guy. Like he's Yeah, you're six four, two forty, you run this, you got good he's hands. Got great hands. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, we'll give you the NFL's giving guys that played college basketball and no college football shots at tight end. And they're no, doing well. So, no, yeah. so yeah, yeah. If you've got that body frame and you're showing some of the things I mean, the catch that he made, the third catch that he made, where I was like, damn, plumber, like maybe the best throw that he threw is a dangerous pass. Like like he just you know, he goes up there, that's all hands. Like he looked great down the sidelines. Um some of the play calls were just phenomenal. And then this team, I mean, you look at the you look at the box score. We lose the turnover battle. We don't get Tyler Van Dyke, who has not been able to not throw the ball to the opposing team for the last six weeks to throw a pick. They outgain us. We get a couple of calls at key times that go against us. We had a couple of calls that go for us. But you look at all that stuff, and you're like, man, I, I think we probably lose that game. This team just finds ways. They just find ways. The coaching staff... The players, their collective belief that when games are close and when times are tough, that they're going to find a way to win has been so prevalent all season long. And it was on full display again on Saturday. That was one of those wins where I was just bleeping floating for the next 24 hours. I, yeah. I was like that. I, I could not stop thinking about it. Wanted to watch the game again when I got home. Like it was just, it was, it was wonderful, Trev. It was definitely did not make me regret waking up at the break of, uh, break of 11.55 a.m. Like I, I got, I didn't. This was texting me. I was like, "What are you doing awake?" I know. <laughs> I figured you'd be watching this on replay at three. Because I, I don't know how I came across. Do you can see the picture? I guess of me in the suit with Nick, and I'm like, "I'm gonna show this to Mike." Yeah, well, I, I was. Sh- <laughs> I've never been more surprised to get a text. It was like the Louisville, Texas performance of text. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I had the red shirt on and the suit. Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, I'm sporting this." Um, I was like, "This is what happens if you invite me to your house. I'll wear this if I ever get there, or I babysit." Yeah, I was the same. I mean, but it was. Uh, yeah, I, I I did the same thing. I rewatched it later that night a little bit too because I, after I watched the AEW pay per view, which we haven't gotten into, but that's okay. Uh, which was like was a pretty good pay per view. But then the uh, but yeah, after that was over around eleven thirty twelve, you know, I watched a little college football final, and then I was like, you know what? Let's throw the let's throw the little Miami game back on there while we play a little little match. Oh yeah. And I rewatched it. I, I was the same with you. It was just yeah. It, it was. Just, Ah, I love Jeff Brom so much. The, the 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 Kevin Coleman, which by the way we called out his speed last week. I was like, oh, no, we. I agreed with you slightly. You, you called agreed, him that out. Was like slightly. We both said that he didn't have the same. He didn't, there were holes available on these punt returns, and he didn't have the same like burst that we thought he was going to have. But he makes the biggest play of the game mm-hmm. on, on Saturday. Arguably, it helps they ran into each other. Yeah, that was nice. I, <laughs> but when I first saw it, when the play happened live, I was like, "Oh, I was like, we." It was a classic pick play. I'm like, we just ran into. It. I'm like, I'm. I think I'm worried that it's going to get flagged. And then when when there were no flags, I'm like, "Oh, people are going to bitch about this because." And then I see the replay. I'm like, "Oh, good. They just ran into each other. That makes Whatever. me feel better." You can't complain about a pick play. Miami ran ran them dozen times on us. We run them. Everyone runs them. And he also, I mean, you know, star safety Cam Kitchens, like. He gets juked one on one with Coleman in, in 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 space. Like that was awesome. That was probably the loudest I've yelled watching a game from home in like five years, football or basketball. It was that that was awesome. That was incredible. Because yeah, you got to a point when when they got us down in, in the fourth quarter, and you're looking at it, and you're like, damn, like 
we're going to need a couple of scores to win this thing. Like the offense has been a little stagnant. You know, we're not the same big play offense that we were earlier in the season. Jawar Jordan, it's clear that he's a step or two slow. They're starting to slow Garendo down a little bit. You're sitting there and you're like, how are we going to do this? And to his credit, Jack Plummer, there were some open throws there that, that were, were open because of the great play calling. He also made some big-time throws over the middle. He stood strong in the pocket, delivered some strikes. Like He was 6 of 7 in the fourth quarter, 133 yards, led a couple of, of touchdown drives. Um, like, like Everybody stepped up. Maurice Turner, they go with him, which I thought was a brilliant move there at the end because it was obvious that the other two backs were a little bit tired. He had the... the the best burst of the three. He got some big runs to get them out of that hole. Plummer didn't fumble when he took that big hit on third down. He didn't, which was huge. I was I'm just glad he, he got what was still alive after that as well. I also I, I did confirm after the game, and this made me like almost as happy as the as the game itself that we do potentially get another year of Isaac Garendo. Like nice. I, I knew that Jawar Jordan had an extra year potentially. I think that he's made it pretty clear that he's kind of done with college football. He's, he's going to go test the waters and, and see what happens and just move on with his career. Unless you know, maybe he has a change of heart, but I think that he's he's gone. Garendo, I think we can get back for another year, and that would be that would be awesome. Like that that would be very cool. You got him, you got Turner, you got Kewan Brown. You feel pretty good about the running backs for another year, but that's a conversation for a different day. Everybody, I, I mean, big kick Nick Lopez stepping up, getting thrown into the fire. That was awesome. Just drills that forty yarder. I mean, I don't know what's going on with Brock Doman, but I feel like we've. We've probably seen the last of Brock, at least when it comes to extra points and field goals, right? Uh, I guess Jeff. I mean, Jeff kind of insinuated that you know it was maybe a mental thing that we well, may see is. him again. But I mean, I mean, he uh, pushed a twenty yarder. Like, that was I know, he's, and then missed an extra point right after. He's got the yips, that's for sure. And Lopez, I mean, who did not play very much at Cal, but came here as a transfer, as a grad transfer from Cal, just put could not have put that forty yarder more down the middle. I was like, okay, like I don't know how big his leg is, but. If he's going to be reliable inside fifty, like you've got the job, man. Like Brock, we'll use you on kickoffs. We have Brady Hodges now, who's punting well. We'll use Nick Lopez. Like that was, I was really impressed that he came in and was able to so do we did that. David Akers with the Eagles, he was only a kickoff guy for two years because until he got his accuracy down. Yeah, I mean, he became the best kicker of the two thousands. I don't know what happened to Brock, but he very—it's very clearly a, a mental thing. And, and then, and then we've got it maybe that two XXL T-shirt that he's wearing underneath. I don't know what he's, what's going on there. And then, and of course, we've got to get a shout out to the 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 the, the, the wild con working. The wild con was the look, con gone wild. Everyone hated the wild con. You and I never doubted the wild con. Never, never once. Never, never said a bad word. He's gonna fake you out. He will get a first down. He is the con gone wild. <laughs> wild con. He's, he's gonna. gonna <laughs> da, da, da. Now I'm going. I'm going Skid Row. Uh, he's gone wild. He's a wild, wild con. <laughs> All sorts of possibilities. I mean, it's endless. Let's keep getting them touchdowns. We'll keep writing songs. Con gone wild. <laughs> But he comes in, and I, I thought this was the time where they were going to throw it. I really did. I'm like, we've been saving up for this moment. They're yeah. going to pass it. And then, no, just Evan Conley doing Evan Conley stuff, just diving in for the touchdown. Little juke. That was, I mean, the Kevin Coleman play was where I really went nuts, but I went pretty I went pretty nuts on the wild con play as well. Like, I, I was like, it was just the perfect way to score. It was awesome. Uh, everything about the game was just, just terrific. And we did it while, like, Tyler Van Dyke was delivering some freaking strikes. Yeah, I didn't... This was one of those games where, and, and I guess our predictions, you were closer than I was because it was a close game, I thought. Well, that is losing, so I, I mean, not that's really. That's true. 
I, I did call Louisville's score kind of right. I picked us to score 34. We scored 38. Um, I just I thought our defense would make a big play here. And I'm not saying the defense played bad. Um, I just thought we would because, I mean, it's, you know, it's Andy Van Dyke. I thought he'd look more like Jerry out there. And, you know, I thought we'd get like a, you know. <laughs> Did you just combine Tyler Van Dyke and Andy Van Slyke? <laughs> no, it's so Jerry Van Dyke. from. I know, but you said Andy. Oh, did before I? Before you went into the Jerry joke. Is his name Terry? His name is Tyler. Oh, is it? Tyler. Tyler. That's going to be our our phrase for Tyler Johnson now. Instead of ridiculous when he does something crazy, we're like, Tyler. <laughs> but Tyler looked good on Saturday. He did. We, we weren't yelling too many Tylers until till, you know, he got fouled out. But Would you like Tyler Van Dyke here next year? Uh, <laughs> here in Louisville? Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Maybe I mean he played well. I like I thought we'd get at least like I thought we'd get like a pick six or something. I, and the defense wasn't bad. The linebackers, boy, I don't know what the tackling was yeah, in their angles. We, we looked rough. Like the linebacking. The Fletcher looked, kid for them is really good too. He did. The, but there, the the one shake he did on a number. I thought it was hair in number eleven, but it's not him. It's somebody. He was fourteen. Whoever eleven was just got. I mean, it's just broke. In that hole, and he did that little shake on him. I'm like, come on, dude. I mean, and, and his touchdown was eleven. Say is Camp Kelly, isn't it? He played, who I thought played really well. Well, not that play. But <laughs> one individual play I remember vividly. And then I think it was, I think it was eleven two. They had the really bad angle on him, which caused, which allowed him to score his touchdown. Um, the first touchdown run he had. I think it was eleven who had just a horrible angle coming over. Uh, on, I don't think that was them. It was it was eleven or fourteen. They were. It was hard to tell the difference between the two with the numbers where they were for me. And I think the, the long touchdown run. It was Ben Perry who had the really bad angle. And what he's, numbers? He's ben? ten. Okay, maybe that's what. It, okay, yeah, Cam Kelly's eleven, and he. I, I thought he. And Heron is fourteen. Heron so. is fourteen. Ke- Kelly. I mean, Kelly was our best defensive player in the fourth quarter. We decided he also just he brings he brings the wood. Like it might have been ten on the bad can. angle. Now you now think about it. Yeah, but is. Point being, the linebackers just had some. It, it was Georgia it had Georgia Tech issues a little bit out there. Yeah, and that was just. And I know that's going to happen. I'm not saying I think maybe we. I'm not saying our defense is bad. I'm not, I think maybe a little bit halfway between where we were hyping up the defense because of the three game stretch we had, where maybe in reality you watch this game, you go, okay, maybe we need to slow down our roll a little bit. Defense is good, but we're not like you know the the 2000 Ravens out here like we were starting to think we may have been and. It does make me a little worry about Kentucky slightly, but the thing is, is that you're going to have those games, and we had it in this one. The difference between Jeff Brom's team and any other coach we've had in the past, really, he's going to win. He's win. He win, this team wins close games, and that's what you got to do. I mean, that's what good teams do. Brom has said it. We announcers have said it. We've said it. Five one score wins now. I mean, yeah, the good teams. It's better to be lucky than good sometimes. Half of our wins this year have come by one score, yeah. which is crazy. I mean, have we beaten the best teams in the ACC? Maybe not, but we're beating the ones he put in front of us. The crazy thing is that NC State win now, like you know, 13-10 at the time, everyone was like, oh, NC State sucks, that was a terrible, like what are you doing? Uh, and now they're sitting there, they play North Carolina this week. If they win that game, they're going to finish 9-3 and and 6-2 and in the ACC. Like that one on the road looks a lot better than it did at the time. And the Georgia Tech win. I mean, I mean Tech is already bowl eligible. They're 5-3 and three in the conference. Like that, at the time we thought this may be one of the worst teams in the conference. And they covered for me. Yeah, they, they, they've, they've ended up being – they're frisky is the best way to describe Tech. I mean, I <laughs> – I was surprised at, 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 like you said, the linebackers and the defensive line. Like, we did not put a ton of pressure on Tyler Van Dyke. There were – especially on big plays, it seemed like he had way too long to throw. But on the flip side, Miami, the best run defense in the ACC, 
number eight in the country in sacks going into the game, number five in the country in tackles for loss. They didn't sack Jack Plummer once. I, I thought, you know, we didn't run for a ton of yards, but we had a lot of open lanes that, that Garendo was able to run through, especially in those second and third quarters. Mm-hmm. We still finished with an average of 4.8 yards per carry and 162 rushing yards. But the bigger deal to me was Jack Plummer had tons of time to throw. They never were in the backfield. His only interception, if he had a stronger arm, would have been completion. That guy was open. He just, or if he just put more air on it. Yeah, he just, that, that was that was the example of Plummer just not having an NFL arm. Right well, you know, that play. So that play was the exact same play that we ran against Indiana for the 85-yard touchdown. Oh, where, where Thrash was just wide open. Like they, Indiana had a safety bail out on the run on that play, and so we just it was a simple pitch and catch. And he saw him streaking open. And if he, if he gets to him a step earlier, it's a completion, and maybe Kitchens makes the tackle. Or if he puts more air on it, I think it's a touchdown. But he just – I don't think he thought that Kitchens could get there. Yeah, yeah, and Cam Kitchens is – I mean, I said it on Friday. Like he, he is their big playmaker. He gambles a ton. But he comes up – he led the country in interceptions last year. He's on that same pace this year to have the same number. Like, he is a ball hawk, and he just made a hell of a play. Like, it wasn't the, the best throw in the world. But also, against a worse safety, I think it's still – at worst, it's like an incomplete pass. Like, Kitchens just made an unreal play. I, I mean – and that was his only big mistake. I did think, I don't know if you agree with this, after he made that, through that interception, I think Plummer, like, he's well aware of the fact that everybody sees him as kind of the liability on offense. Like, if we just don't have Jack, turn it over, we're going to be fine. He got so nervous to make a mistake that it limited his ability to to make good throws. Like, he was, and, and part of that is when the coaching staff is hammering hammering you constantly, like, just don't screw up, don't screw up, don't screw up. Like, like we're going to simplify things for you. It gets in your head a little bit, and you're like, just, just don't make a, just don't throw a pick. So when we get in that goal line situation where it's we've got first and goal from the six or whatever it was, I would have liked to have seen us run it a couple times. But he had Jamari Thrash wide open on the first play and just doesn't make the throw. He zips it because he's scared of, of throwing a pick. And then on the third down play, he's got Callaway on a slant wide open. He hesitates because he doesn't want to throw a pick and just throws it away. And, and I think that like, like that's lack of confidence right there. Once he makes that first mistake, I think that he kind of. He shrugs his shoulders a little bit. He doesn't want to compound it. And to his credit, he didn't. He didn't end up making another turnover. But like, we needed him, to his credit, to step up and make some good throws and take some chances in the fourth quarter, and he did it. And I think that hopefully he can carry that confidence over into this week against Kentucky. And you know, he comes out there, and he's not thinking about interception. He's just thinking about seeing the field and getting the ball where it's supposed to be quickly and effectively. And you got to love just Jeff just dismissing the whole FSU talk on every occasion he gets to, to talk about Kentucky. I, I do want to talk about that. I, I like it. I, I mean, I, it was brought up in the. He's doing it for the fans. I feel like, and and well, he to refocus should. everybody, which I, mean, I, I it's agree. The right with. thing to do, though. Let me send you. The, I'm going to send you this clip real quickly and do it on the air because I, I think that look, Jeff. He's a. I mean, he, he saw in the Miami press conference when they asked him about FSU. Every time he was like, "That's great," you know. Even Plummer was asked about it, and he goes, "He goes, yeah, they're a good team. We, we you know, that we'll, we'll look forward to seeing them, but that's not who we're thinking about. We're thinking Kentucky." And, and bro, you, you know, I mean, we celebrated that win big. Like, you know, you had he got the Gatorade dumped on him. They had the no, the, not him and others. Yeah, they had the Boots Trophy in the locker room. They're doing a big celebration. And I think that his worry is that they're not going to be focused enough on Kentucky. And so on on Monday, at his press availability, he said, "This is the most important game of the season." Mm-hmm. And he hyped it up and said, "Which I think a little bit of that is fan service." We well, like yeah. we want, especially after the last administration, which just did not prioritize this game at all, and it kind of embarrassed us in this game, not just on the scoreboard, but with like whining about L's down and saying they don't, they didn't really understand what the game meant. Like Brom, he, he gets it, and he wants to make sure that there's no concern about the fan base wondering whether or not like they like they are going to prioritize this game. And so today, 
he went on the, the Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio, and he got asked straight up, like, like, you know, you said this is the most important game. You guys are playing for a conference championship the week after. You potentially could play in the Orange Bowl the week after. Like, like, do you actually mean that? And I thought he gave a great answer. This earlier today that the Kentucky game is the most important game of the season. I understand it's rivalry week, but some people turn their heads uh, in multiple directions. When they hear that. They go, wait, what did he just say? Because you have an AC championship game the following week and potentially a New Year's Six Bowl. So just go through the explaining for people that didn't understand your quote, I, I guess, from a few days ago. Well, I'll, I'll explain it. Uh, trust me, if, if you live in this city, if you live in this town, if you live in this state, uh, this game's the most important game of the year. And, uh, you know, uh, University of Louisville hasn't won this game in the, in the recent past. Um, and it's time that uh, we try to find a way to win this game. Uh, you know, this fan base um, wants to win against Kentucky. Uh, it's a rivalry that uh, is, is probably more powerful than people think outside of this state. And we have to find a way to win. And uh, so I just think you have to put importance in a rivalry game. You know, in high school, I played in a big rivalry game with Trinity and St. X, uh, two big schools. And, and I understand the importance of winning and what it means to the fans and what it means to uh, in the offseason and what it means to the people on the team. Uh, you know, the, a lot of this fan base with Kentucky and Louisville, they live next to each other, live in the same neighborhood. And I just think you have to put importance in that game. And, yeah, sure, when we get to the ACC championship and the bowl game, yeah, that's going to be extremely important as well. But there's no way we can look past this football game and not understand that this is the most important game of our season. I love the messaging. I, I, I love it too. You talk about sometimes we talk about Kenny Payne and that staff, and then Scott Satterfield before uh, Jeff Brom. Like not really like the messaging just does not resonate with the fan base. Just not understanding what it is. Like like we want to, we want to know even if it's not true. We want to feel like you feel the same way that we do. For example, I mean we didn't talk about it last hour, but people were upset with Kenny Payne kind of laughing it up in in the handshake line again yesterday. Like we want you to be as pissed as we are. And Brom, I, I think he gets it from a standpoint of, like, I'm always going, like, you know, when he praises card march, when the crowds aren't as great as maybe we think they should be for big-time games, only 44,000 in the stands for Virginia, he, he makes it a point to say, like, the crowd was great. Like, they, we would feed off their energy and all this stuff. He never puts down the fans. He never makes it like, I know something you don't know. I'm, I'm up here. You're down here. He always lets us know that he's, he's one of us. He feels the way that we do. And whether or not he believes that Kentucky is actually the most important game of the year, it's what we want to hear when you're actually in the week. And if he goes, if we win this game on Saturday, and he turns right around, and next Monday he's like, Florida State, this is this was the most important, like winning the conference championship is the biggest thing in the world to us. Like, we're totally going to get it. Like, fans have, we all have goldfish brands. Coach Speak is, is invented for a reason. It's great. Like, yeah. I, I think that especially after dealing with, with what we dealt with for the last five years, where Scott Satterfield is like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really understand the rivalry after we get our asses absolutely handed to us in year one, and then comes out in year two, and he's like, yeah, you know, we, we, we tried hard and, and whatever, and he's whining about else down and doing all this stuff. It's such a total 180, and it's the 180 that we wanted to see. Uh, Jeff Brom playing in this rivalry, coaching in this rivalry. I love that he invoked Trinity St. X as well, like going full Louisville on everybody. Like, he's, I thought he was going to say house divided, too, at some point. Like, they live next to each other. They're I, in some houses divided. I was ready for him to make a Toy Bowl reference at this point and just, like, yeah, really hype it up. Nice. But, but he's, I mean, he is letting us know, hey, don't worry about us overlooking this game. Don't worry about us riding the high from Miami or looking ahead to Florida State. Like, we know how much this means to you. We know how much the last four games have sucked. We know how badly you want the governor's cut back. And we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that you get it and that we're celebrating on Saturday, which is all we want to hear from our head coach on Rivalry Week. It's all anybody wants to hear from their head coach on Rivalry Week. We don't ask for much. 
Just We're please. a simple fan base. I'm staring at this damn horse. I'm staring at damn little Howard with a scarf for the last, uh, you know, however many months. Oh, uh, that, I'm going to pimp little Howard out in so much UofL stuff. What, what's our plan to decor- well, redecorate him? I, I put the Dewan Wee poster up today, by the way. You did? Trying uh, to set the vibes right for Rivalry Week. I mean, I, with, little, with little Howard's outfit, I was thinking about, I mean, I don't know if I should get like a toddler outfit, like a, like a Louisville, Louisville toddler outfit to put on him. Or I don't think I have a Louisville scarf. I do want to get the Crown Royale bag. Because to, to to play, you have those. I've got them some. I've got to have it somewhere. I yeah. think we can give him a line beard. I, I think we can make that happen. <laughs> I think I, I. So the can we give him like a trucker hat, a little mini trucker hat, like you'd get for a baby? Well, I do have. So U of O football, they gave me one of those like like the the five O hats that are like they're giving like the, the the recruits are wearing, the teams are wearing. It's like this cool little design. It's a, it's like it's definitely a flat bill. Like, but it's one of those hats that is I can't pull off anymore. I think I can bring that in, in and put it on him. Put it on him, okay. He's just going to be so pimped out. I'm so excited about it. Let me say real quick. All UK did was put a All they did at KRC put a scarf on him. And that cup around him, yeah. Yeah. I, I will give. He needs a cup. He's a horse. I'll give TJ Walker full credit on this because he's not backing down. Like, like He's been very adamant about this whole season. UK is better than UofL. It's the SEC versus the ACC. We've dominated them for four years. I don't care that they're having a good season and we're having an average season. Like, we ain't losing that game. And after they lost to South Carolina on Saturday and after we beat Miami on Saturday, he's still like, like, he straight up called a shot. He's like, we're still beating Louisville, which I respect the hell out of. You've got other people, Matt Jones, who are are doing the whole walk it back thing now, walk it back. Like, this whole season, Matt has been doing, like, he's like, it's going to be, I can't wait until we beat them, all this hype for them. Like, we're going to beat them. Like, Mark Stoops doesn't lose to Louisville anymore. And then on Saturday, he's going back to the, like, 10-1, and 1, great season for Louisville. It'd be it'd be so funny if we beat him next week. Like, you know, the whole, like, we've got everything to gain and nothing to lose, which you're not allowed to do. TJ, to his credit, is remaining firm. He called a shot at the beginning of the season. He called a shot in the middle of the season. He's still calling a shot now. And if they win— I assume Roush is probably in the same page as TJ. I don't, I don't know. I, but— Roush hasn't been well. Roush is a Louisville fan anyway, so he doesn't. Really That's care. true. He's got he's got what bigger problems like avoiding sprinklers. But if they problems. win on Saturday, if they beat us again, TJ deserves more like, like credit for getting to thump his chest than, than Matt will, because everyone's going to thump their chest. Even all these fans who are like like I've got family members that are like you're going to crush us and all this stuff. Yeah, it's way. not many of them. Like, but they're they're trying to. I think in the the recesses of their mind, they actually think they're going to win. So a lot of them do, but they're like like they're laying the foundation for if they lose. They're trying to do this whole, like, well, if you win, great. Like, we suck anyway. And if you lose, oh, my God. Like, you guys are so overrated. And like, I, I, you know, at least be bold about it. If you think they're going to win, say you think they're going to win. Where's the rest of her confidence level? It's higher than it's been the last couple of weeks. It was higher than it was last week, for sure. I thought we were going to lose to Miami. I think we're going to win this game. I'm definitely, there's certainly a part of me that is still very nervous. It's hard to shake the memory of the last four games. It is. Because they've been, it's not like we just lost a, you know, the fourth quarter. Like, we've gotten our asses kicked for four straight years. And I, I, I wish it were as simple. I hope it's as simple as, like, Satterfield didn't get the rivalry and Jeff Brom does. And maybe it is. But, like, they still have a lot of the same players. They still have the same offensive mindset. They still, you know, they're bigger than us in the trenches for the most part. Um, there is definitely a part of me that does worry about like SEC, ACC, like like how good are the teams that we've beaten really? Like you know all that. Like if if it's not in your mind a little bit, it it probably should be. I I want to win this game it's so I can stop thinking that way. Listed as a homer, which yeah. is not a problem. But you know. I I want to win this game so I can stop thinking that way and so I can get it over. So like I'm not like full on like we're gonna win. It's not gonna be close. We're gonna cover the seven points and all this stuff. I do. 
Like I made my first prediction. The Herald Leader reached out. They do the the whole media predictions, and so I got it was earlier than I wanted to do it this week. But I made my first prediction. I did have us winning. So I, I, I'm at like a I'll say like a six point four right now. Trevor scale one to ten. One we've got no shot at winning. Ten we've got no shot at losing. Where are you right now, confidence level? Uh, I'm, I'm everything you said is is in my mind. By the way, just for the record, I mean like just. Especially when you know we not saying we had a, we played poorly defensively against the Miami team, but a, the competition of Miami is is higher up and, and and defense didn't look as dominant. But that's all right. I mean that's the link. Our defense is solid. But yeah, everything else you you, you bring up, you know the size, the SEC, ACC, the history. I mean, but Brom, I do trust, and Brom, I have confidence in. Uh, I'm a very similar area to you. I'm at like. 6.9 maybe giggity, which would be perfect number for him for the period uh i would i would say yeah that that would yeah I, i'm about that i'm I'm borderline now i'm not gonna lie if tomorrow doing all these shows and doing the you know the the recording for friday and doing the show on friday i, I there's a good chance that's confidence level to quote creed is going to get higher and higher because as we get closer to the game, I'm probably going to get more pumped up, especially listening to, to Brom talk. And, and, and I didn't get to listen to the whole 20-minute press conference from yesterday, but I listened to most of it. Uh, and just just the thought of the game coming around the corner, I am going to get more pumped up. But right now, I'm probably about, yeah, about 6.9. This is going to sound weird, but can I, can I tell you something from Saturday that made me feel oddly more confident about the Kentucky game? Yes. You, I inquire you telling – I insist you tell me that on a regular basis. So at the in, in the final minute – of the Miami game, there were two separate instances where Miami players smacked our players in the face, yes. and we didn't retaliate. We let them get the penalty, and we were like, "All right, cool, you're dumb." We pointed like a, a finger at them, and like, "How dumb are you?" And, and like, they they kind of killed Miami's chances to make a comeback. We know Kentucky's going to do that that cheap stuff on Saturday. We have let them get in our heads for the last four years. Like Malik Cunningham, Great point. every single game. Oh like, yeah, like, all it took two years ago when we were we were favored to win that game. And we come out and like they scored and we scored and then they scored and it was like all right it's gonna be that type of game. It took that little skirmish to get in Malik's head and he was done. Like yeah. he was he was out of his mind for the rest of that game. And it's happened to a number of our guys, a lot of veteran guys. And to see us in that situation last week, where I think it was Quincy Riley and I can't remember who the second player was who didn't retaliate after after we punted. Yeah, I can't remember because Riley was. No, you're talking about the 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 fourth and goal play. Yeah, that was that was Riley initially, and then we yeah. punted and it happened again. They like they they came over, they smacked. I think it was like, uh, it, 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 it was, was number it was zero our on their team because he didn't have a name on the back of his jersey. Yeah, so it was nobody. It was he was being yeah. dumb. I think it may have been Huggins Bruce who got smacked and and it just didn't retaliate. It was just like okay, cool, like 15 yards on you, like that. I was like, all right, if we've got that maturity and that mentality, we may be better suited to win this game than we have been for the last four years. When he mugged Riley, Riley looked at what's that? What's that gif of the guy that just rotates around the crowd with his hands on his face? He's yeah, like, he's like, oh, that's what he, looked, he was like, oh, he's like pointing at him. He's like, it was great. Look what he did! Look what he did! It was great. It was awesome because hey, you know Riley's talking mad trash in his face. But you know, hey, sticks and stones. Yeah. You don't get in trouble unless you throw a punch. And- well, that was the Jacoby, whatever. Walt, who's a good receiver, but he was complaining so much about there not being a penalty, which I didn't think it was a penalty it at all. Not. And I mean, also, it, it it's your fault. Fourth down with the game on the line, you're throwing it at Quincy Riley. Like, literally, do anything else if you want to have some success. Like, I mean, that's the last thing that I would do. And I love how maybe like, I, I I knew I knew you and I were sitting here going. Not shocked one bit, but I love the announcer surprised that Mario called him the timeout. And like, yeah. I was like, 
Do you not know how bad in math this guy is with time? Time the relation? worst time manager I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, so like I'm sitting there, they're shocked. They can't get over it. I'm like, I'm thinking, me and Ruther are probably the only two people in this country sitting there right now going, no, not surprised. I'm surprised he didn't call a second time. I was shocked he didn't call two. Yeah, I was, that was that surprised me more. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll finally get to you guys on the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. Reminder, download that Refreshing Rewards app. It'll save you money at the pump, save you money inside all fall long or all winter long now. We've got some delicious Thornton's Donuts here Thornton's today, Thornton. Trevor, uh, in, in the kitchen. We got donuts here? We got some donuts in there. Maybe take a couple mm-hmm. home. I may take one home for the kids. They, they're big into donuts these days. I'm they gonna, love Thornton's. I'm going to enjoy that during the, the Bellarmine game a little bit, maybe. Do all that and then text us at 502-414-1450. We'll get to you after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. I know I know this. This is, you know, this is a really good. This is one of my favorite shows in the 80s. I know there's a lot of shows like this in the 80s. This one was my favorite. Dynasty? That was in the top five. Right there with Dallas. What is this? Magnum P.I. Oh, that's right. That right there should have given it away. I knew, well, I knew it was like a, that one of those was like a it was like an action montage at the beginning. That's why I was thinking A-Team. I mean, you get, I get, that's the 80s, right? I mean, how many? Yeah. I did, did Fall Guy earlier, which was, you know, I've done Magnum P.I., not today, but in the past. Yeah. yeah that was, it's kind of the 80s theme, and that the Magnum P.I. was probably my favorite. That and MacGyver were my two favorite as a kid. See, I still, think I still Mac- watch Magnum MacGyver P.I. Didn't they do a MacGyver reboot? Aren't there like new MacGyvers There's out new there? There's new Magnum P.I. too. Is there anything that didn't get a reboot? No. Ridiculous. The sad thing about Magnum P.I. is like the character, I guess, that was, um, I can't remember his name now, I'm brain farting, his, his, like, his, his butler guy. Like that that character now is a woman. Like Hitchens or something? Hitchens, yeah, Higgins. Higgins. Higgins, okay. Yeah, the new Higgins is a woman in the reboot and they're banging. Well. I was like, you can't be, Magnum can't be banging Higgins. Well, maybe he was. <laughs> like, maybe he was unspoken. It's like, no. Who knows? No, not Magnum. Magnum's. That was he was a ladies' man using the magnums. <laughs> he wore the Detroit Tigers hat, drove a fancy car. Uh, I'm just now seeing the field of eight made a, a a graphic of Kenny Payne's with a big quote saying he tricked me, and then they have Mike Woodson dressed as a magician, which is just. I think when I first saw the quote, and I, I made the joke was like maybe he should have asked him not to play zone, you know. And I think you know everyone else is making jokes. Like until I saw the actual press conference, it's completely out. It is completely. Out it's of better than it, it. Yeah, yeah. No, he should never said it, but he was. He said it is it, tongue in cheek, joking, and then moved on and went when on. When you read the quote, like, you imagine being like, "He tricked me." Yeah, like, like, he, I'm like, I'm like, was he crying when he said this? Unfair, like unfair. A, like Scooby Doo episode or something. Like he, he revealed the mask, and it was Mike Woodson. He's like banging the table. He's like, "He tricked me." You're not supposed to do that. And I was like, and then you read the, hear the quote, and you're like, it's still not good. Yeah, but. you hear that, and you think that, like, Kenny Payne's the kind of guy that thought that his mom took his nose every time. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Which, at this point, I'm like, yeah, you know, kind of. It's 
It doesn't. The Kenny's reputation over the first year in a month doesn't help the quote being out of context, being believed. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, like yeah. when I saw it initially, I'm like, man, oh, that kind of tracks. Yeah. It's embarrassing, but not. I mean. Somebody was asking me on the podcast. They submitted a question that was like, "Was this the worst soundbite, or like, what are the top five worst soundbites?" And I was like, "I mean, you forget so many from like the last year and a half." Wow, yeah. Like you remember just recently, you remember the probably the most famous one. I think is now the "We're never going to beat teams with talent" Mm -hmm. because it happened after we lost an exhibition game, and (sighs) I'm like, okay. And this one was bad. I, I I still I cringed when I heard him say last year towards the end of the season where he was like. We're gonna get players from good families, and I was like, mm, you're kind of insinuating that, implying that was that, ACC days, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. No, no, no. That, it was like late in the season last year. Where oh, okay. The season was like already lost, and he was talking about why things are gonna be better next year. And I think he stuff. brought it up again this year too. But yeah. did he? Yeah, I could swear I remember him bringing that up during like right before ACC days. Maybe there were some. Or, bad I'm ones sorry, last Operation year. Basketball. No, no, no. We, we, we don't acknowledge that on this. I wasn't show. in for that week, and I was like, he's probably glad I'm not. We don't acknowledge that on this show. Doesn't happen. But there have been some bad ones. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. It, again, yeah, out of context, it is probably in the, it, it up, in, up near the worst. But when you listen to it, and, and it's yeah, in context, it's not. It, there's actually not. I don't know if it's in the top five of the worst Kenny Payne thing said. God, which is which is sad. Well, of course, it's sad. His last question. He was almost out of there. <laughs> we almost. Got He's always so close. <laughs> like the poor was like. Our media woman's like pushing him out the door. She's like, "Come on, Kenny, let's go." I did like somebody also texted in today. It was like, "We need a like a a, a shot caller that we can use, like the one that White Goodman has in in uh, heavyweights when he's like, or no, in, in dodgeball when he's trying to eat the donut and like just like shocks him. We need something that we can use during press conference where it's like, nope, 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 nope. nope. We hook it up, Sarah Silverman style to his nipples. Or, I mean, I don't care. I mean, whatever we have to do to get him to stop giving some of these quotes, just for our own sanity. All right, Thornton's text line. Best alarm clock ideas. 502-414-1450. Let's get to you guys. It's your show. We want to hear from you. Texture says, uh, oh, my God. We're We're starting off on a high note. So many fans seem to have forgotten how bad of a coach Kenny Payne was over that 24 hours, then somehow miraculously remembered at the end of the Indiana game. Nothing has changed. Still a horrible coach, just with better players trying harder. See, they got to start somewhere, right? I mean, I think this is where the fan base is now. We were... We were on pace to have this overwhelmingly positive experience in New York where even if we'd lost the Indiana game, we would have come home and been like, you know what, I, I don't know what Kenny Payne did, but there were some strides made. Now let's at least, I, I'm still on the fence about this. I'm still, you know, maybe I'm, I'm still like, I don't think he's the guy, but I'm willing to at least see how this goes. And now the reaction, it, it feels like sort of like we thought it was going to feel going into the weekend where it's just like, eh, this is all is lost. We're not good. <laughs> We've got some okay players, but this coaching staff just sucks. This isn't going to work. He's never going to win here. And like it just like those last four minutes and, and that quote just kind of undid all of it. Texture says, um, <laughs> Texture says, please give me number six. And then just says, oops, wrong number. I wonder what he was calling from. I don't know, but I want to know what number six, six is. I want to know what number six is. He's eating food. I'm, I'm very curious. Texture says, me so horny, me love Jeff Brom long time. <laughs> Thank you for that. Right at 3 o'clock. I, hey, I'm not going to not gonna deny I agree with him. Texture says, I love how Coach Brom immediately thanked Coach Smith on the postgame radio interview. It's a small thing, but it's so nice to have someone who gets it leading the ship. Also, whoever the first person is to make a cardiac card shirt is going to make a fortune. We are kind of the cardiac cards. Yeah, we, we've had the comeback cards. Never say die cards. We've we've been the cardiac before cards before, but it's always been in basketball. I, I don't think they ever have used that that nickname for football. We should have that shirt. 
Um, Agreed. <laughs> Texas says, folding like that because of zone and taking Tyler out is unacceptable, and any coach that can't clearly see that Johnson needs to be the starting point guard might not deserve to be here. In Johnson's defense, like, he said after the game that Tyler asked to come out because he was cramping, um, and, and like that was the reason why he was on the bench in crunch time. So there's that. I, I, I'm assuming that that was true. Um, but that yeah, sucks. but even with Tyler on the bench, there's no excuse not to, 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 to stare at his zone. Like to have a basic zone offense. Yeah, like you're like a 14 year old kid looking at your first Playboy or something. And, I mean, and, it's yeah. not. He, there's no. I don't. Even with Tyler Johnson out there, he shouldn't have been doing that. And his excuse, like people keep talking about, well, the quote in context makes it a little bit better. His excuse doesn't carry any water because even if like we've been a good zone team in practice or in games, when you see something not working, when you see the guys clearly confused out there and the game's hanging in the balance, immediately call timeout and be like, hey, just to remind you, you need to do this, you need to do that, let's get into our zone offense. And he just let it play out. I mean, he he did nothing while the game slipped away. And it was so frustrating to watch um, because the guys were so obviously confused and nobody knew what to do. And look, you're the coach. That's on you. Like You've got to... St- you know, even if you've drilled it into them a hundred times, if they're not remembering something, you've got those timeouts for a reason. Use them, steady the ship, and come out and like like I can't think of any good coach in America that would not call a timeout in that situation. It was mind-boggling to watch. I mean, I mean, I know this is you know being a little over over the top a little bit, but I mean, this is maybe the biggest game of your season at this point. I mean, you need to win. Yeah, you. I mean, you need to. I, I, whether you listen to the thousands of people who. You know, have talked bad about you. I know these the kids here, and I'm you know, we're not. It's not all we're not all bashing the kids 100, percent but you know, a lot of it is on the coach. And I know you don't listen to it, Kenny, until they call you and tell you. But I mean, you gotta win. I mean, you you should just know without even listening to any outside interference from anybody. This is someone who knows the game of basketball and and, and momentum, and and that this was an important. You you needed that win. And I think he he expressed that a little bit in the post game. You know, when asked about you know, you know the the confidence level and the playing well, and he you know and told everybody it's like great question, but uh, the the you know he he acknowledged to a point like you know hey it was great to play well but we, it would be nicer to get a win, then maybe call that timeout. He had two of them to do. He had two to spare. Call one of them. He also said after the game that um, where he was like uh, after the first game against Texas he was like. Jim Dolan and Leon Rose were impressed, and I was like, "Oh, I'd rather Jim Dolan." Was that not the be Texas impressed. or was that the IU game? It may have been the IU. It may have been yesterday. I'm he was like, I just, "I just got finished meeting with the, the uh, Knicks people or something." I was like, "For saying that, I was like, how many calls did you get?" I was like, "Please say yeah. it, please say it." But he's like, "Jim Dolan thought we were good." I'm like, "Well, that doesn't make me feel better." But like, yeah, I really, Jim Dolan's a putt. I'd rather Jim Dolan be like, "You guys suck. You don't know what's going on." Be like, well, we may have something here. Clearly, Jim Dolan's breaking down town is is obvious with the Knicks have played over the last few years. Texas, the newest rumor I heard today is that KP will be gone in two to four weeks. Decision is final. Just working on by. I mean, we're going to keep getting these. Like, this is what's going to happen now because we weren't able to, like, get it done in either of those two games. Like, that would have quieted things down. I think now we're going to get to a point where this team, like, I think they're going to win. They should win New Mexico State. They should win the Bellarmine game. We'll see what happens against DePaul and Virginia Tech. But if they play competently in those games, then... We'll have some back and forth, but you're going to keep getting these rumors out there for the next four months or however long this goes. Oh, yeah. It's just it's not going to stop anytime soon, and it really short of winning a national title. I mean. Yeah, it could have at least quieted down for like, and that's you know the fickle nature of college basketball that we usually talk about only in March. But if Max Asmus, who shot I think five of eighteen in that game, 
if that funky looking rotation shot just doesn't go in and we beat Texas and, and you know we probably get blown out by UConn or it's it's not that competitive and, and yeah, we lose UConn, to UConn. UConn's, UConn's UConn's really good. UConn's good. Yeah. And, and like regardless, like we're sitting here like the the Kenny Payne the the chatter, the buyout, the rumors, the, the stuff that like we're seeing every single day, it at least quiets down for a week. And instead, that shot goes in, and, and we're right back to to where we were going into the weekend, I feel like. And I mean, as much as I, I I love the way we played, to, to the most part, I mean, you know, some some things aside, in both the IU and Texas game, IU in particular, it does kind of mean that like we were right there with Texas by a point, and we lost more to IU team who's not as good as Texas. Oh, not even close. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, they're down on the on the court now. That may again say what you think about Terry as a coach compared to even Woodson, but ah, uh, yeah, Texas, Texas had no business only beating us by a point with with the, with the talent they have on paper. Agreed. And so it kind of does. It does kind of hurt that we end up we we get, we get, we go with them to where we do you know down to the wire, and then we get IU and a team that maybe is less talented. We play it, you know that way we can maybe beat and then we lose by eight. Now Texas, to the in their defense, I guess a little bit they are playing without Dylan DeSue, who is supposed to be their best front court guy. He's out for I think a few more weeks. You got um, Amos and Hunter though. You, that's I mean, that's, well, yeah, but then that's that's backcourt. Yeah, he, like, like you know, they, their their best front court guy has been out. So like they would have been, they'll be a little bit stronger. I think they'll be a better team as the season goes on. Indiana, I know Xavier Johnson's been dinged up. He played really well down the stretch for them. Uh, I wasn't that impressed with Mackenzie Mbako. I know he had some foul trouble early, but he doesn't look like. Like I don't think he's going to be a freshman All American or anything like that. Like he doesn't look quite as good as as I think I thought he was going to be. But like they'll be okay. I don't think they're going to be good. Like they, I don't think I don't know if that's an NCAA tournament team. Yeah, well, they were barely one last year, and that was with Trace Jackson Davis. And they were right, yeah, they had, and Jalen Hutchinson. I mean, yeah, that's what I've. Texas says. So, what did the week this weekend do to change your expectations about the basketball season? For me, it took me back to my original expectation before the season started. Probably a few games under 500. Prior to this weekend, I felt like we wouldn't hit double digits. I'm, I'm in the exact same boat. This weekend took me back to my original expectation. I'm back to preseason Mike. Right. Uh, I'm I'm a little higher than, than preseason Trevor. Preseason Trevor is winning, what, five games? I, I think I said seven or eight, actually, didn't I? You said five, but I think you were half joking. Yeah, it was most seven, I think, is where I really set the legitimate bar. Seven or eight. Um, I feel better about the Mike Rutherford guarantee, I'll tell you that much. Uh, it's always a guarantee. But, you know, and, and I want us to get New Mexico State's a huge game for just how we play uh, for me on Sunday. But, like, after watching, if we can play that way, we play in New York, I mean, yeah. I mean, it should I not be an issue. Yeah. We might give my ACT score a run. If we just play hard and, and engaged and, like, if we're locked in, we beat New Mexico State and it's not overly close. Same thing with Bellarmine. hate to say it, but it's, it's no, true. No, we should. And if we don't, then it's like okay, like this just you know we're back to we're we're back to you know, you know the, the first step, and this isn't going to work. Now, if you tell me it's because we're playing up and down to our competition, I mean maybe that's like that means we'll play better when we get in the ACC, possibly. But I do think I need to clarify here, though. Like I- I'm talking about us going back to my preseason expectation, where I think we're gonna, I think we'll beat a couple of good teams. I think we'll we'll, we'll be a still like ten to fifteen ACC team, but maybe we win six, seven conference games and get to like 14, 15, 16 wins overall. I don't think that's good enough. Like, like I'm, not, I'm not sitting here saying, like, we're going to do this and it's going to be okay. For me, I still think if that's the season that we have, you go in a different direction. He's never going to win national titles here. You've got to move on. Yeah. So while I'm sitting here saying, like, my expectations are now higher based on the way that we played over the weekend, I'm still predicting that it's something that, for me personally, is not good enough to warrant a third year for Kenny Payne. I've got no idea how Josh Hurd will feel. 
But McKinney, some in his mind, for some reason, thinks this is year one. People do this. Coaches who get fired I'm after two years it. always do that. But what do you say? I mean, I'm starting to think he just didn't even like care about like, even trying with that team last year. It's sure I mean, the evidence is mounting. <laughs> I mean, that's just like he like he's just like you know I don't it's not my team. They they come from bad families. I mean they. I'm not even going to try with him. I mean, I just, except for Mike James. I like him, uh, with, which is easy. I like Mike James, too. The Daily got to make him say no, guys, back. He says, Roy Williams got to make him say no. <laughs> Yesterday you missed it. it was Greg Popovich. Oh, I see. I see that now. <laughs> I cannot wait until we get into, like, January and February, and you're really stretching for names, buddy. He'll find some. I know he will. Those are the names that are going to make me laugh. Texas says the U L coaching candidate Super Bowl was last night, and it was a great game. Shaka versus Cronin. Yeah, uh, Marquette, won, Marquette won by two. I was too busy uh, winning on uh, – I had Purdue minus five and UConn minus seven on a parlay too. I, I loved both I was those loving, games. Yeah, so was I. I was like, this is – even though George, you, uh, Purdue had me sweating a little bit, but luckily I only watched the part of the game where they didn't have me sweating because I was watching UofL the rest of the time. I did bet the over in the Gonzaga, and now I'm just realizing that did not hit. Oh, I didn't even take that. I took the over there. I've got. Um, I just took the the, the the lines in both. And I'm, I'm talking about today's. Gonzaga beat Syracuse oh, by 19. Did they? Yeah. I hadn't even thought about looking at the. I'm the Maui semifinals tonight are outrageous. You've got at eight o'clock. You've got number seven Tennessee versus number two Purdue, and then at 10:30 you're going to have number one Kansas versus number four Marquette. I can't watch them. I got to get up in the morning. It should be fantastic. I, I think Kansas is going to cover the you three and a half. I think Purdue will cover the three and a half too. But I like this Tennessee team a lot. I think they're going to be really good. I, I would. I wouldn't be shocked if I'm wrong about that. My other big bet today was... I do like... I'm taking that Purdue minus three and a half. I'll tell you right now. I like Florida State covering against Colorado. They're currently down three at the half, so that's looking okay. I think they were seven and a half point dogs. And then James Madison, I got it at five earlier today against Southern Illinois. They are That line's now up to six and a half. I, I, I would still feel comfortable with that, but I'm glad I got it at the number. Oh, man. Four o'clock, in the, four o'clock on a Tuesday, and you're betting James Madison basketball. Oh, I got the bets in this morning when you I woke are, up. You are one of us. <laughs> Mad that I don't have the TV in here. Uh, my buddy just texted me and said, Cooper, uh, his son, thinks that Trevor sounds like Bomb from the Angry Bird movie. I've got no idea what I that means. No idea. I, we'll have to look I, it up during the break. Yeah, I know Angry Birds. I never, I'm sorry. Now, did you get caught up in the Angry Bird phase of the game? No, I never did. Oh, I played the game. The guy got caught in the game for a while. I've never played. I don't even know what it really, what you do. You just, you're, it just, you slingshot stuff and try to hit, like, mark, knock over, like, mark, you know, targets and. You get a certain amount of birds to throw. That's all. It is. I mean, it's not anything you know brand new. They didn't reinvent the wheel. They just give a new theme to something or you know old. Texas, out of respect for football, just forget about basketball until this run is over. I mean, I, I if we had lost both those games by twenty five points, I was fully ready to come in here and just talk about Miami for yeah. three hours. But look, basketball did something that warranted discussion, and people have significant thoughts about it. So we had to spend some time on basketball today. And now, just because what I texted texted yesterday. So what did you watch this weekend? You did say that it was nice <laughs> talking about sports. The thing is, like, I was like, people will love Trevor. Like, you miss him for three, and the next person was like, nah, don't miss I Trevor saw, at all. I heard you say that, yeah. I was like, you'll, you all will want him back. I mean, this is, look, you you shine during this week. Like, you've been calling for a UK win since we since we started oh, doing the show I mean, together. so bad. You're going to get revved up on Friday. I'm excited for it. I mean, I, I'm just, yeah. I mean, I, I, want, I want this win more than... Tom Hanks's character in Castaway wanted to get off that island. That's how bad I want this win. That was a C minus reference. You, you done better. You've had better today. 
<laughs> the kids seen the porno. <laughs> you, you've had a couple that have been good. I'm like, yeah, hey, that's pretty nice. Thanks. Yeah. You uh, know, I'm getting down the line. You know, you're getting you're getting the backups. It's gonna break. <laughs> we'll have more from you guys on the Thornton sex line in hour number three. Uh, also, a couple tidbits here and there on the UK game that I want to get out there as we start talking more about Kentucky flipping the page over from Miami. It's the Mike Rutherford Show Tuesday edition here on 1450 and 96.1 Big X. The Big X Sports Radio, 1450 and 96.1 FM, WXVW, Jeffersonville, W230CK, Jeffersonville. Hello, New Albany Mayor Jeff Gahan here. It's football season in New Albany. We're behind our Bulldogs 100%. From my time playing sports at New Albany High School to today as your mayor, I am a proud New Albany High School. Put your family first. Visit allenelectrical.com. They'll never leave you in the dark. Show me that smile. Don't waste another minute on your crying I, would, I could play this every Tuesday. I, I, I can listen. This song is on my uh, my iTunes. It may come up tomorrow. I love that you muted my mic for like a solid thirty seconds to make sure that you got your full fill of that of that theme song. You're lucky I unmuted it. I mean, it's, uh, it's basically the entire song. Well, yeah, it's a minute nine. That just ended. There's poor Alan Dick just sitting by himself in front of the store of the house. Five o'clock hour here. Happy Thanksgiving week to you uh, from all of us here at 1450 96 One of the big X. Reminder, real quickly, we are going to be on the air tomorrow, normal hours through to six. We'll be off on Thanksgiving and then back on Friday with a show for you. If you can't listen to it, but you want to get hyped up for the game, we'll, of course, be on podcast. Just search 1450 The Big X. Wherever you get your podcast, you'll see every episode of the Mike Rutherford Show, at least the ones that Trevor remembers to get up. That's fine. Hey. I always just remember to get up. Sometimes it just doesn't work that way. Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey here with you as we continue to get ready. I mean, Trevor, I, I was what thinking. Do, what do you mean? Go real ahead. Quick, what do you mean to do it tomorrow? I, I didn't realize this. I didn't even think about this till today. Like, I guess Gary recorded the show. But he never sent it to me anything, but he left it in the Adobe in here from yesterday's hour. Yeah. Do you want me to post it? Eh. I mean, I did. You get a lot of people asking where it was. Uh, a few yesterday, but I, I think I, now I, it's... it didn't even cross my mind. I didn't. I, I just. I guess maybe I just. I just didn't. Think, I don't know why I just didn't think about it. It's okay. Because I, I, it was an hour long. It was an hour long. It was. We were doing. Uh, a lot of preview stuff too, because we were technically the pregame show. So, um, it, 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 I think we can probably scratch. I think that. we should have just done like we could have done like an emergency podcast yesterday instead of doing like an hour show. I don't make these decisions, I, nor do I. In it was fact, me I talking mean, for an hour. It was fine. It was fine. I was thinking about this during the break. I mean, we've had our struggles with our teams. Well, mainly me, not so much you. You've at least had the Eagles since we started doing the show together. Yeah. But when it comes to UofL sports, we certainly have had our struggles. I was thinking about it now. I mean, going into to Thanksgiving weekend, a weekend that is synonymous with football, late season football, 
college is coming to you know you're coming to the end. It's the rivalry weekend. It's the end of the regular season. You're getting ready for conference championship games and bowl games. NFL, it's the playoff picture is really starting to take shape. I mean, our teams collectively now are twenty-seven and four. You've got Louisville at ten and one. The Lions are eight and two. The Eagles are nine and one. So yeah, twenty-seven and four. It's pretty impressive for our main teams. I also have Trinity in the state semifinals. You, I mean, Wagner was good. They won two games. That's, let's not forget. Uh, let's not even uh, uh, look over the fact that the Blue Jays went to the playoffs and and Cincinnati was in it until last week. It was the best red season we've had in a while. Yeah, we had that going on. I mean, if if U of L men's basketball can if, just if pick the it NBA up, if the NBA still existed and we cared about somebody, they they actually played basketball. We'd have that too, maybe. Pacers are they good? Um, I mean, I guess, but the NBA didn't didn't like around anymore. So. You don't care anymore. Yeah, I think the Pacers are actually playing well. It's never been a better time to be a a big X football fan, a big X football guy. At, yeah, at least for us. I mean, I, poor T, TJ's gonna have to watch his Packers get pummeled on Thursday, which is fine. Yeah, whatever. He had, he had like two decades of. of I, know, I don't feel sorry for Brett Favre. My, my heart does not believe. I said it to him the other day. I was like, <laughs> like you, I know you're suffering through Jordan Love right now, but you know how well you had it with those two quarterbacks through your entire lifetime until now. TJ's going to have to watch and sit in misery as the Lions are pummeling the Packers and then Jack Harlow performs at halftime and just shoves it in his face. Like, I can't wait. It's going to be great. It's going to be just a full-on Louisville weekend. Can't, couldn't be happier. I mean, we th- there's a very real potential that we could get Eagles-Lions in the playoffs at some point. Oh, yeah. It could it, definitely happen. NFC title game. I also keep forgetting that the, the the new playoff setup, I think it's dumb that only one team gets a bye, like how valuable that number one spot is because I'm – like, I'm kind of I'm watching last night. And I'm like, oh, this will make Trevor happy. And then I'm, I'm realizing after the game, I'm like, the Lions have a legit shot to like claim that. T- I need to be rooting against the Eagles at this point. Yeah, it's, it's you want that number one big. Time. It's I mean, huge. That's huge. Yeah, get that. Not only I mean, are you getting the buy? You're obviously it, it secures you home field advantage, right. which is something I think the Eagles definitely want. And if I'm I'm what I've wasted to watch the Lions play between home and away this year, I'm sure they want it as badly as anybody. Couple of housekeeping notes to kick off hour number five. We have a lot of text to get to on the Thornton Sex line at 502-414-1450. But Jeff Brom, he was named this week's Bear Bryant Award fan vote favorite coach of the week. He's our favorite coach. What happened to my mic? Your mic is just fading now. Is it, is it okay? I mean, I don't know. Are you there? Why does this keep happening? Yeah. Like I'm neither of us are touching anything. I didn't touch I, I touched nothing. I'm not yeah, my hands aren't even near the board. I'm looking at the computer with my hands like in front of me right now. I told Gary yesterday, I was like, I was like, if you don't hear me when the intro starts, like it's because I'm that mic just stopped working and I'm on the black mic. Like I've I've done nothing. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten to the point where I'm just I'm bringing you up on red every time, but if I don't hear you for a second, I'll switch to set. Like just give me a knock and we'll go to the next, you know, yeah. next mic. But Jeff Brom is the uh weird. the Bear Bryan Award fan vote coach of the week, favorite coach of the week. He's our favorite coach every week but he's the national award well deserved mm-hmm. i also saw that ron english another deserved honor is a one of the 15 semifinals for the art Bryles award which goes to the best assistant coach in all of college football How they still name that the art Bryles award yeah the, two of the other semifinals by the way are, are guys with direct level ties will stein is one of the 15 semifinalists and then sharon moore who's currently serving as the interim head coach at michigan and was formerly here is also one of those 15 semifinalists so if you want to be a great coach i don't know Come to Louisville. It works. I mean, we have two two of two of our former assistants are now NFL coaches. The first years was this year with the Colts in uh, Arizona. Damn right. Also, uh, we have multiple starting quarterbacks out there. At least a starting quarterback right now. But. Couple of negative notes from over the weekend. One, the U of L men's soccer season came to an end. They lost one nothing to the number five overall seed in the tournament, West Virginia, West in Morgantown. Cheated. They definitely cheated. That sucks. 
Volleyball also played at, at Pitt for basically a, a clinching a share of the conference title. They were up two sets to nothing. They lost the last three sets very competitively. They fell to number seven in the country in the final rankings. They will wrap up the regular season on Wednesday versus Georgia Tech, who's number 12 in the country. The Cards now, if they want to win the conference championship or share the conference championship, they need to win over GT, who beat them earlier this year, and they need Pitt and Florida State to both lose. So they would all tie with a 15-3 and record. To be fair, Pitt, we, we kind of own Pitt, right? They were bound to get like one. They were about to get an upset on us once, right? Yeah, we took two or three from them last year. Yeah. We, beat, like, we, we did the same thing we did this year. We split. We beat them at home. They beat us at home. And then we beat them in the Final Four. And so this year we beat them at home, and they beat us at home. We'll see if we play in the tournament again. What sucks right now, you know, we're number seven in the country. There's a very real chance that we may not host like the, the, the Swiss team in the Elite Eight, which would suck. But we'll, yeah. I think we'll host the first two rounds, obviously. But we may not get a regional final here, which would suck because that's been so fun the last couple of years. Yeah, we brought the crowd. We but brought, you don't know. Win on Wednesday, the we selection the show. Boom. I mean, yeah, going the U of L Oregon volleyball match last year was one of the the most fun and, and craziest. UVO games I've been to in a long time. I was hoping to, and we still could. You can get out there for the first two rounds. But I mean, I can't think of another time in my life I'd left work and rushed home to get to the start of a volleyball game. It's been fun. It's been a nice little holiday yeah. tradition these last few years to watch this team advance in the NCAA tournament and get excited. And, and volleyball is fun to watch. Um, so the selection yeah. show will be Sunday, so we'll find out what their draw is. Hopefully they can beat Georgia Tech, maybe get into that top four, if not still be top five. Nebraska is the number one team in the country. They have not lost. So they are a juggernaut right now, juggernaut right now. Time to be playing New Mexico in this one o'clock game. I think it's one. It's early. It is on yeah. Sunday. Ugh, one o'clock on Sunday. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. I mean, I mean it's, it's okay. I know. I know. It's, okay. it's just like an NFL on that day too. I mean, we also we need to say um, in RIP over the weekend we lost one of the most legendary voices in, in the history of UVL athletics and media. Jock Sutherland passed away at at ninety five. I did not see that. Yeah, Jock was. How I mean, I miss that. I grew up listening. You know, Jock was always on the post game yeah. when you were you were leaving games. I mean, he, Jock Sutherland rivalried before rivalrying was a thing. Like, constantly taking shots at UK. You know, when, when U of L and UK first started playing each other, I think a lot of the media would try to do the thing where it was like, you know, I love Louisville, but Kentucky's my second favorite team, or I love Kentucky, but I root for Louisville when they're not playing. And Jock was the first guy to kind of come in and be like, bleep UK. <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> like, just take shots at him. And, and I think we're all, you know, he set the tone for the rivalrying that would take place in the decades to come. Uh, so certainly our, our thoughts and our prayers are with everybody who's mourning the loss of Jock Sutherland, a Cardinal legend. It was sad to see him pass away over the weekend. It was cool. I mean, he would always play at the UofL Media Scramble, even at age like the last couple of years. Like He, he played at like 92. Like He was always out there getting around, still you know, still in, in good spirits, still of sound mind. Uh, it was so sad to see him pass away. But 95, 95 is a good run. Agreed. I was seeing if there's anything else that I, that I wanted to make sure we got to before – we get back to the Thornton sex line. Um, I, the only thing, because we had the, there was a headline that you we've missed. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I don't think I think we got everything. We talked about football. Yeah, there, there was the media availability for both head coaches yesterday. And did you watch the whole? I watched like half of the drama. I, I watched most of it. I read the full transcript. Okay, and then I read the the quotes from Mark Stoops. They're being they're very cordial right now. I don't know exactly what how much like Stoops and and Brom have interacted over the years, but they're both like. Jeff Brom said straight up yesterday, like, I like Mark Stoops. I, you know, I like the way that he does things. And it was one of those deals where I'm like, this is you know, this is how all the rivalries start, right? And then you know, one side that's not supposed to be winning starts winning a little bit. Some shots get taken in the offseason. There's some recruiting battles. 
hey, I, I can see this thing going south over the next few years. But for right now, they both are saying very complimentary things about each other. I mean, Stoops said he desperately wants to keep the Governor's Cup trophy in Lexington, um, talking about how it's, it's been here for a while. I, I think Stoops kind of knows that he's he's not in the same position of power that he's been in in recent years. And this is, like, look, this is a big deal for Mark Stoops because it's kind of the last ace that he still has in the hole. You know, they he wanted to take the next step. He wanted to be more competitive, not beat teams like Alabama and Georgia, but certainly be more competitive be around 500 in the SEC, maybe 5-3 and three in the SEC. That hasn't happened this year. And now the only thing that he has right now that the fan base still loves is that he's been pummeling Louisville in recent years. If he loses that this weekend, suddenly I think the the murmurs and the groans from the fan base about Mark Stoops become louder and louder, and you get, you get people who are even more angry. So I would say they're already there. Yeah, bit, he, yeah, he's not. But I think right now like they're still kind of – they're trying to be like, you know, we'll still beat Louisville. We still got that. And we can hold on to that for a little bit. If they lose this game and they go six and six after starting five and zero, I mean, it's going to be a it will be a tough offseason for him, and I think he knows that. So he's not exactly he's not flexing the same way that he has in recent years, but he's still trying to remind the fan base, like, look, I'm pretty good against these guys. We'll see what happens on Saturday. That was a different that was a different time and different era, Stoops. We need to win this game. That was, that was the, the beating up on Satterfield. That's great. Yeah, congratulations. There's a new bully in town. Yeah, there's a there's a new bully Brahm in town. Beating up on Satterfield. Come on. Yeah, like, what kind of man beats? Beating up on the kid that his parents don't let him eat meat. <laughs> you just beat up on vegan Timmy. It's like you just rub the the poor nerd's face in the in the ground. He's allergic to grass. <laughs> I mean, he's an easy target, Stoops. Leave him alone. Grew up with a kid who's allergic to grass. Allergic to grass. Allergic to grass would be a tough break. Oh, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. There have been a couple times we were just messing with him. We trip him in the yard. <laughs> you get so mad. You're the worst person alive. The worst. The absolute worst. Oh, man. All right. Thornton's text line is 502 414 1450. We'll get to as many of these as we can today. We'll also look ahead to the sporting uh, sports world tonight. We've got football and basketball going on. It should be a, another fun night of sports. we got the Mac going on again tonight. Hello. I'm not betting any. I'm okay on basketball weekday, but I'm still staying away from football weekday. But weekend Trevor has been. Hey, if if if, if big if I'm gonna if I'm gonna miss it all except for one of my big X picks, let it be Louisville the one I hit right. We both went one and two again. I know. I just, I, I, I've I've now had four consecutive, which is weird because I actually did better when I made my bets over the weekend, like on DraftKings. I did well on Saturday. I'm just not. I'm, I I need to only bet college basketball at this point. I feel like I'm doing okay on basketball. I'm must, I'm starting transition early. College football's getting my ass kicked. Your mic got low again there. I know. I don't know what's going on. I thought maybe you were talking about, you know, you're getting your bucket and you're, like, pulling away no, or something. No, it's – do you want me to switch to black? Because I, I can't. Yeah, let's, let's, let's switch to black. Right. Are you on black? Hold on. All right, are we good there? There you go. Yeah, yeah, I hear you now. What's the deal here? It's a new studio. Come on. Hey, okay, at least your headset's in, in one piece. It's the dangling black mic. Now, do you have – Right in my face. Uh, Mary could only be so lucky. Uh, What's more about me? <laughs> do you have? Do you have? Do you, you? You don't wear the headset in there, though. You wear your own headset, don't you? No, because my own headset doesn't work in here. Oh, that's <laughs> so you got for Christmas? Yeah, like we, the one you left the, the big X one. When time? we first got in here, I kept trying to connect it, and like we had the, the technicians came, they're like, "That doesn't make any sense." And then just nobody, <laughs> no, it just <laughs> never got fixed. It just, the, my headset does not work in here. Do you have two? Is, is, is it broken? No one there? Is it, is no, it, I, I use the one that works. Okay. Well, the, the one that's I've not only broken. got one in here, so I've got yeah. no other option. Yeah, we've got two. And so if this one gets broken, then we're just screwed. I mean, what kind of big headed buffoon broke this? 
I don't know. Like you'd have to be like stretching it out majorly. I mean, he snapped it. Like the plastic's completely broken off. Texture says, "How long before Tyler gets an offer from Arkansas?" <laughs> <laughs> Not funny, but somewhat strange. Texas Mike, uh, talking about paying quotes, how could you forget the time that he said he wanted to beat UK, but only by, quote, one point? Easily the most tone-deaf comment of any coach understanding what his fan base wants. Yeah, You talk about the opposite of Jeff Brom going on national radio shows and being like, you don't understand how much UK means to us. Like This is the most important game. You can only get it if you grew up around here. And Kenny Payne's like, I want to beat him by a point. I'm like, well, I want to beat him by more, Kenny. (laughs) At least he said beat him. I mean, <laughs> and then this year he said it's going to take a, the, the miracle to beat him. This year. I was like, well, this is not what I want to hear. This is <laughs> just lie to me, Kenny, a little bit. Lie. Do you feel a little more confident about UK game after watching the way we played and watching the way they played? Well, I feel a little bit more confident about everything. Okay. After watching us play the way that we played, I still I, I don't think feel we have good. a player, but yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I, t- I, I think we may not lose by like twenty five, but I actually, I thought losing by twenty five would be an upgrade from where I, we, we were. In, we were in my mind. At this oh point. yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Three days ago, I'd have been like twenty five would be covering the spread. I think. I think now so. I'm like, yeah, I think we could do a little bit better. I don't think we're gonna win or anything, but. Texture says, "Gotta say, Huntley Hatfield has improved, and so has James. Who knows if we see Davis? Maybe he's a difference maker too. With this kind of effort, the young will start filling up." James I wouldn't go that far. I, I, Mike James had a bad couple of games. He's I don't know, I want to say he's plateaued, and I don't, and I think maybe you know there, the ceiling is not as high for him as so I would love to think it to be, but he, but but Huntley Hatfield, I don't I wouldn't say he's improved as much as he's just actually he looks he's trying. He looked like, like a, I felt like he we, looked like a draft pick. Like we saw, I think we, I felt like we, you mean, but we saw the talent there last year. I mean, you could see it there, the, the size, the length, the skills. I mean, his he's got a nice little shot. I mean, it was there. It was just like well, you nailed it when you were like he's VJ King. Like you see everything there, but like the, he, sh- he checks out. Yeah, he checks out. He just doesn't want to be there sometimes. And Trainer does that too on occasion. But but Henley Half feels like the upside over Trainer's bigger. For sure, and like when you watch, like if that's the Huntley Hatfield we're gonna get all season, a I mean he's definitely gone after this year, whether he get drafted or not. I don't think he would, but he's leaving. And b I mean that's just I mean that keeps us competitive. You watch him do things, and you're like, there's no excuse for this guy not to be a force in college basketball. Yeah, he's got there's a nice, he's got a nice he's little got soft touch. Want. He's got he can he can stretch the he can hit the jump shot. I mean, he's a Hulk too. He's he's jacked. Yeah. like he's got a, a body that should dominate, even if he didn't have that skill set. He's got everything that you want in like a a, a major dominant power forward at this level. I watched him grab a rebound with one hand against against IU. He was guard. I mean, he was guarding six eleven dudes who are bigger than he is, and and not getting pushed around. Like he is a very physical presence, and he's got a. I mean, he's got an incredible skill set, and he just does not utilize it. Yeah. Um. So like that's, I, I think that with Mike James, there are going to be games like the last two where he goes up against more athletic guys that are his same size, where there's just only so much he can do. Like like I, I love Mike James's heart. I think he's a good player, but he's not the most just naturally gifted guy and, and no. the whole like put his head down get to the rim and, and like score or get fouled it works against teams like UMBC and, and Chattanooga and, and the like you saw like he couldn't get a, he couldn't get around the defenders for Texas or, no. or Indiana and, and that's Texas, gonna be an issue and, and I think there's some I mean I think there's some ACC teams where we can have the right matches where you can use them in the low block sometimes and they tried to do it a few to him in the Indiana game and every time they did to him he was getting you know pushed out of the block and yeah. if you're not catching it literally on the block then just kick the ball out and don't even try and he did try and it, it was unsuccessful I mean he's limited to just a spot corner shooter and being kind of a 
a a big two guard. To, he's to, not a naturally great shooter, and he's he's not, and that's second to what he does best offensively, which is again, kind of being that bigger two guard on smaller guards. But he's got to do it with his back to the basket almost because he can't. He's not great at taking off the dribble. I mean, he's like you said. I mean, he can do it against you know mid major teams, but when we get in the major conference games, it's not going to happen. I I think he's still a nice role player, but. Yeah, he he's kind of stealing is where he is right now. I think. As for the Yum Center filling up, like they're going to have to stack some wins. I think before that happens, oh, it God, was a nice yeah. step in the right direction. But I think you've seen it. Like the, the fan base is still more pissed off than they are encouraged, and what, like, what, you're going to have to win some games. What do we do on Sunday? I zero idea. Like hand up. I, I think that we come out and win. No, I don't mean win. I'm talking about attendance. I think it'll be. More, more or less what we've seen. Okay, uh, so somewhere like right is like the first two games, like around a, six thousand. A win against a, a nice, good win against New Mexico State. You think maybe we're actually legit ten thousand for Bellarmine, assuming that they're going to bring obviously some of their people as well. No, you still don't think so. I think we're around like again legit. Like they'll announce it at like thirteen, fourteen. Well, I, I know. I'm but I think it'll legit. be more. I think it'll be more like eight, nine thousand. Still, okay. Yeah. But then, I mean, you know, you win. You got some home games coming up. I mean, the UK you, well, games should be well attended. Well, after that, then you got the two road games. But yeah, yeah. Texas says a uh, couple things about those two games. Uh, I've been out of the loop of big time college basketball because the last three seasons, I had no idea that Gus from Breaking Bad coached Texas. He does look like like Gus. Uh, also, I don't, know, I don't know that character. So I mean, you know, Gus Fring, you had the chicken restaurant. It's pretty big deal. No, I just I remember the I know the Aaron Paul dude, and I remember the uh, Ritter girl. That's the only two I remember. You only remember two characters from the entire series well, of and, Breaking and Bad. White, what White? Or what, what, did you watch Breaking Bad? Only the first two seasons. Oh well, yeah. Then you didn't get to Gus. Okay, and then it's okay. I have a legitimate reason. I was say, like, if you if you watch Breaking Bad, you you would know who Gus is. I only saw the first two seasons. Also, we had to inbound the ball with point four of a second left, and Texas was on the court. If Trainer throws that off them, do they call the tech? Every team is going zone against us if we have any momentum going forward. I mean, you could have got. I mean, a smarter play. I was more. They did try to throw it in, and someone touched it. I forget who it was. Well, he was saying like the players were on the floor. If like you threw it. To, if you'd like thrown the ball at one of the players on the floor, would they have called the technical foul? No. Like that would have been kind of a heady play. It was smarter than what we did. Like I was also annoyed there. We've got a timeout. I know it's point four seconds. It would take a miracle, but at least try. Like you know, like like call the timeout, set something up. Well, don't just the referee acknowledges and sees you do it. Well, I mean, just hold the ball. Like we don't have to throw it in immediately. Like you're, the referee's right next to you. Call timeout. There's point four seconds left. You think it'd be that easy? But uh, St. Joe's disagrees. Well, yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> the Rupp officials were not going to even acknowledge that How they were was, trying to call timeout. The, the one rep is standing right next to him. He wasn't doing it. He was just like ignoring him. And then when they're coming out of the huddle before overtime, the reps are like laughing and like at each other. I'm like, I can only imagine they're telling each other, like, "Hey, can this guy believe we're going to let him call timeout with one and a half second? Texas says the assistant coaches should have been yelling at KP for a timeout. Also, Danny was probably sleeping. Look, Danny Manning did get into it with an official. Danny on, Manning was on up. Sunday. He was up and moving around during the game. I don't know if he's been drinking more coffee or what's going on, but he's standing up. Like he's doing stuff. He's he's coaching a little bit. <laughs> Woke him up. Texture says, "Simple Jack from Tropic Thunder, greater than sign Kenny Payne. He's got to go." <laughs> Texture says, "I disagree with preseason Mike. I think cynical Mike had it closer. Maybe. Maybe be somewhere in between. I mean, if if we if we lose to New Mexico State handling on Sunday, if we lose to Mexico State, period." On Sunday, then I will come in here on Monday and be like, you know, nope, cynical Mike was right. We're winning eight games. If we come, if we get dominated by New Mexico State on Sunday, I'm sorry, I refuse to talk anything basketball until football is officially over. 
Like that's fair. Like you, you can bring it up to me, and I'm gonna, act, I'm gonna pretend like I have no idea what you're talking about. And I know we're on a sports station; it's probably not a good idea. But damn it, you're gonna have to earn my, 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 my thoughts and, and, and opinions. Texas, 15, 16 games. Mike, I love you, bro, but you're sniffing glue. No way, KP does that. He can't even attack his own like at all. Well, he thought they knew how to attack his own. <laughs> he assumed they did. What is? I wonder what Ken Palm has. Is Ken Palm? When we lost Texas, we did rise like twenty eight spots oh, in yes. his rankings. It's the best. We rose after a loss more than we did any win. Well, yeah, we fell after every win. <laughs> uh, he has us now at uh, what are we? One forty seven. So we're down a little bit, but he still he has us going eleven and twenty, which is still not great. But like you, you beat New Mexico State, you beat Bellarmine, you beat Arkansas State, you beat Pepperdine. Those are four games that you've got no business losing. That gets you to six wins. Yeah, I mean, 15-16 is, is maybe pushing it. That puts you at six, but then you have, I mean, you still have Notre DePaul. Dame, DePaul. Clemson is obviously a possibility. Yeah, there's some bad teams in the ACC this year. That's the thing. Let's, yeah, we keep forgetting one, the ACC is not good. It's not good, which makes this all suck more because like, we should be taking advantage. But Syracuse is 125. Georgia Tech is 136. Boston College is 110. We play Syracuse uh, twice this year and BC twice this year. We only, unfortunately, play Notre Dame once. But that's mm. yeah. Th- th- those are games that we definitely. I don't know what Pitt brought back into the transfer portal, but I mean, Pitt's Pitt's actually pretty good. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, they haven't played anybody, but they got the they got the Henson kid that we wanted to get um, so said, a couple I'm years sure ago from some, Ole Miss. Yeah. He was good last year for them. Um, Carrington's a good player. Who's who's a freshman? Um, th- th- they're going to be fine. They're, they're what are they right now? They're they're forty on Ken Palm. They haven't played anybody though. They play Florida tomorrow. Texture says, and we can go to break after this. Did KP hire Jay Williams to tell TJ Wagner to hit the transfer portal and come to Louisville? <laughs> Jay Williams, man. Jay Williams. Did we need? Did we really need two back days of back to back Jay Williams <laughs> with the turtleneck both days? I was like, come on, man. And especially when he's calling out KP for the zone too. He called him out, but like <laughs> Jay Williams, he did this last year too, where like at the beginning of the games, he would like he he made it a point to be like. Kenny Payne's the guy. If yeah, you don't think that. that Kenny Payne's the guy, then you're an idiot. And then throughout the entire game, he's like, these players have no idea what they're doing. I'm like, it can't be both ways. Like, Remember that last year where he would be like, he's like, Kenny Payne's the guy. He's got it figured out. I think he's he's a great coach. He knows what he's doing. And then the entire game, he'd be like, there's no plan whatsoever here. Like These players look like they hate each other. And I was like, what what's going on? Yeah, Jay, Jay Williams. So many times, I, normally I don't listen to the announcers. I have, I'll, I'll have the volume on, but it's like you know when your parents are young, it's still going in one ear and out the other. But like, yeah, for some reason I don't know why he'd say things that made me look up and be like, what? This is so bad. It's so bad. Did your did your throat get hacked? Texture says we've had Jordan Travis's number anytime we've played him. We were winning last year until he got hurt. This is actually a, a fair point. Like I, Jordan Travis has not played well against us yeah. since he got there. And I think he's gotten hurt every single time he's played us. Remember, he got hurt the the first game they ended up with Chubba Purdy, who went like 0 for 9. Um, we blew them out. And then we were winning before he got hurt last year. And, and then Tate Rotomaker comes in and lights us up. Um, yeah, so it's not like – I mean, I know he's this was his best season, so he, it's kind of – it's hard Plus to compare it, past it years. But ruins, I was I was hoping to play them at full strength. I was doing that, and also I had this like this whole bit where I was going to be like he was he jumped ship on the Titanic like a rat and ran off on us. and, and <laughs> I was going to do this whole thing, and now I can't even do it because the dude's limping around. It's like, well, damn it, there goes that whole 10 minutes wasted on, on, on gummies putting together a good rant. It's going to be the best post-Thanksgiving bit you've ever heard. Oh, I was I was already like, getting prepared. I'm like, he's, he's a – Judas. <laughs> Speaking of, we had uh, KJ Cloyd from Miami uh, 
was a transfer for, uh, from us that we were very sad to see go last year after Satterfield announced that he was take, going to Cincinnati. And then Tyler Harrell, of course, was uh, there as a wide receiver. Those guys did not do anything against us. Uh, every time someone caught the ball, I didn't recognize them. I'm like, please don't be Tyler Harrell. Please don't be Tyler Harrell. I was kind of hoping that wasn't going to happen. So basically, if you leave Louisville and then play Louisville at some point, it's not going to go well for you. That's what we've learned. Who was the guy we had last year from them that, were, that, that ended up going to Cincinnati? I think went to Cincinnati with Sam. Oh, D. Wiggins? Yeah, D. Wiggins, yeah. He didn't do much for us either. I didn't expect him to do much for us. Yeah, Harold did not have a catch in the game, and I don't think Cloyd, like, like he had he had two tackles, did nothing for them, and we scored 38 points, so suck it, guys. All right, let's go to break. When we come back, more for you on the text line, then we'll look ahead to the night that will be in sports. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Happy Tuesday to you. Here on 1450 The Big X. A three-carat lab-grown diamond for just $599? And Springhurst. Ah, the original Boy Meets World. Correct. They changed it up a little bit later. They, they changed it to like the... When this boy meets world. Oh, I didn't even see that one. Boy I, meets world. The only other one I saw was only like 20 seconds long, so I went with the original uh, Disney team. Yeah, this was the, this was like the very first, the early years. Which is the only time. I only watched like the first two seasons, and then I kind of... Oh, yeah, you missed out. Well, I got a little older. So they, they would always like... They played. This was the intro, and then they, they would have this like transition that was like part of this, and it would be like, and I, at one point I said I wanted that to be my walk-up music for baseball in high school. <laughs> you were say your wedding. It's like now batting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it would be great. It's the original Boy Meets World music. I never did it. I went with Nelly Ei instead. Oh come on! <laughs> Seriously? And then I think Cameron. Oh boy. Ugh, that's so lame. We were, we were 16, 17, 18. What do you want me to Sexy say? Michael. Yeah, yeah. Oh, who's pitching me now? It was, it was a nice little <laughs> intro. Uh, when we played in the state tournament, we, we had to pick a song from a list, and I did. Uh, <laughs> I, you had to go in order, and the seniors got to pick first. So already some of the, the big, big, best selections were gone, but I did Big Timer Still Fly. Gator Boots Don't know with that the song. pimped out Gooch. Yes, you do. Big, how's how's it go again? Gator boots with the pimped out Gucci suits. Ain't got no job, but I stay shut. You know that song. That doesn't really ring a bell. Got a quarter tank of gas in my new E class. Were you just not around in like <laughs> 2001, 2002? I, I was, but not like. I wouldn't like. You I were was, on the cash money train? In tw- oh, oh, 0102, Tre- Trevor was like not listening to pop music. He was more like in bars just trying to, you know, get laid. I mean, then you definitely would have heard of that song. I, definitely in bars back I then. I probably told many of girls it was a cool trip. I love that song. It's awesome. That track is the, the man. If you haven't gotten enough of Trevor, by the way, uh, today, if you just, you're dying for more Trevor Kelsey programming <laughs> note, you will be on with Kentucky Roll Call tomorrow morning from 7 to five, seven to 9 by virtue of losing a bet to Scoots. So you'll have uh, Trevor there. Uh, by the way, I, I sent you the video, but somebody emailed me on on Saturday night and was like, "I'm sure you've probably seen this, but 
these loser UK post game show. Like, what an absolute moron here. Like, check this out. And I thought it was going to be some UK fan, like, ranting and raving after the loss to South Carolina. It was, and it was poor Roush getting hit with a sprinkler on, on the field. Which is great. <laughs> in Columbia. I was like, I know that guy. He's I love pretty cool. He's like, Beamer did it to me again. <laughs> yeah. It was a great clip. I uh, I'd known about it because I saw, like, I'd seen Nick post something about, it. like, I guess he, someone hit his car while he was there, too, on top. Like, just the. The trip from hell, by the way, it seems like. That sucks. And, like, yeah, cause he showed a picture of me. I, I'm assuming it's his car. I don't think it was a rental. And he was something about, you know, the guy, I guess somebody hit it while they were in parked or whatever. Yeah, that's what he said. And then, like, at the end of it, he was like, and then the sprinklers hit me, and I'll get to that later. I'm like, okay. Yeah, he got hit. Ryan <laughs> Lemon got sucker punched and, like, broke his jaw, apparently, down there. Wow. It was a rough weekend for all UK fans, it sounded like. Good Lord. That was, yeah. That's Breaking just- news, by the way. This is hopefully it's not what I just I just came across. Tyler Van Dyke. Sad. No, no. Tyler Van Dyke, Miami quarterback, after his performance against Louisville, non-committal for the bowl game and also non-committal to Miami in two, in twenty twenty four. He's going to the transfer portal. No, I got depressed when I read. I just saw the horrible news that apparently they're going to reboot a Karate Kid and they're going to do Jackie Chan, Macho, and and combine the two Karate Kid movies. Well, I mean, yeah, I would rather just basically be neutered sober. Whatever. Then watch that. <laughs> if I could interest you in, I'm just throwing out names. I'm drawing out of a hat here. Okay. Tyler Van Dyke. Okay. Will Howard from Kansas State, or Cam Ward from Washington State. Would any any of those names do something for you? <laughs> Entourage. Just saying. Uh, yeah, actually. I'm just saying. No, you, you, I mean, I don't know if I've made the points, but I, I, I'm, I actually am a big Cam Ward fan. Cam, I, think, like, I think he's. Here's I think, the thing: a lot of people are big Cam Ward fans. It will be a sweepstakes to get Cam Ward, but I don't know how much eligibility he has though. Does he? I mean, he was a JUCO out of Incarnate Word, and then went to Washington State. He will have a year. Who, by left. the way, got only got him because they hired his head coach from Incarnate Word. That's fine. Then they fired their coach for stupid reasons because he had an opinion. He'll have a year left. Uh, so he will. Okay, I mean, he's. He's really good. I know. The thing I, is, he's I, I don't get, think I know you're going to make fun of me part of because he does get overshadowed in the Pac-12 though a little bit. Like I don't feel like he gets enough credit when you in the Pac-12 quarterback group. Well, it's, I mean, you got two high Exactly. Brothers. That's. I mean, yeah. I mean, he gets credit, but like when you start talking about, I mean, he gets lost behind yeah the the, the Penix and the Bo Nix and even DJ and Oogie Oogie and, and Oregon State. I mean, Will Howard at Kansas State, by the way, won a Big 12 title last year. Yeah. Just saying. Look pretty damn good this year for a K State team that's been ranked the whole year nine and three. I just I do like Cam Ward though. I think he's, well, everybody likes Cam Ward. Like that's he'll be the toughest to get. I, again, I'm just throwing out names. I just Plus threw he, out of a hat. He he doesn't do it as much at Washington State this year. They they changed a little bit, but he came from that spread offense that let's throw the ball all, all over the place at Incarnate Word in the first year at Washington. Could Tyler Van Dyke hey. be hitting up U of L coaches and being like, "Hey, I want to play for you guys." I don't know. Hmm? I don't know. I mean, look. Did he have a rough year this year? Sure. Do you, Does he have the tools that you say, hey, with the right coaching, could he be pretty damn good? Yeah. I don't know. We're just talking here. Those are the top three names on the kind of the transfer. I don't, look, I don't know, Trevor. I'm just, okay. I, I'm just, I, I drew three names out of a hat to start this conversation. I'm just saying. Luckily, they're all three quarterbacks. Whew, I'd love Will Howard. I'd you love, what? I'd love Will Howard. I'd love Cam Ward. I wouldn't mind Tyler Van. Oh, we can't would be awesome. It'd be incredible. All right, 502-414-1450. We'll get through as many of these questions as we can, and then we will uh, talk about what's going on tonight. I've taken him a couple times in the in the, in the Madden Dynasty drafts. Texas Mike, I think that we may be the CW curse for basketball. 
Uh, we've been we haven't been on CW in basketball, have we? I think he's saying that just like the program is the same. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was like, wait a second, we haven't been on basketball, have we? Texas, hey Mike, former Tuba CCBM here. I love you, man. Thank you. you used to always send me great pictures. Mm. I'm a grad assistant with the FSU marching band now. Well, now I hate you. You're, you're an enemy. Tate is a solid <laughs> pocket passer, but regardless of who was under center, Louisville's defense is going to give the FSU O line some issues. I think that's fair. You you can like Jordan Travis was pressured pretty consistently, and he was able to extend a ton of plays with his legs. Tate Rotomaker is not that type of guy. I, I think this would be. Like, like he is certainly a better matchup for us than Travis, which is stating the obvious, but I think he's a better matchup because our defensive line should be able to get in the backfield. Their offensive line is good. It's not great. Texas says, the fact of the matter remains. We lost both games. Giving effort is bare minimum. Kenny is paid to win games, period, and he cannot do that. We did lose both games. This is a fact. I mean, it's sad that, like, I mean, <laughs> we've joked about the top five Kenny games. Like, these two are, like, maybe, like, one and three, maybe. Texas was definitely one. Texas is, so, like, two of the maybe top five Kenny games are losses? Yes. I don't think there's any debate about it. <laughs> I, just, I mean, in a nutshell, it kind of describes the tenure, right? I was ready to hang an I Empire mean, Classic third-place champions banner. I wanted the third place to be really small. I wanted the champions to be really big. I want the Statue of Liberty somewhere in there. I don't know. I was work- still workshopping it. I want it to look like the sign but from the guy between uh, Jody and, and, thing, and Ken where he gets, the, the script gets smaller as it goes down yeah. like an eye chart. Yeah. yeah. Texture says, things that are better than UK football is watching TK's mom and dad having sex. Oh, good luck with that. It's <laughs> a bad time. I know, because Texture, here, here's something that will make you feel nice and crunchy like some peanut butter jiff. Pops was only around for a very short time. He had a, he had he had a wife and kids. Mom was aside, and uh, never met. Only met dad once. It was also a poorly worded text. Just yeah. just to begin. And from what I understand, he passed away about a decade ago. Other than that, though, you feel good about that text? <laughs> yeah. Other than that, how do you feel now, Texter? You says, feel good. Also, <laughs> things that are better than UK football getting tricked by the two threes out. Should have said TK in the former mailman. Mom in the former mailman. Now is he just he can't throw pops in there? Sorry. Unless you're, talking, unless you're talking about Randy Reed. <laughs> Texas is Zan the answer. How about Zanser or Zanimal, Zandalion, Zancy Pants, Zan of my dreams? I feel like this person has worked on this for a while. He, he put a lot of thought There's no those. way those came all to him at one time. <laughs> Texas says this is, a, this is a good one. Did Louisville actually just get catfished by Karan Davis? Like, did a completely different person just show up on campus? <laughs> I don't know if anybody had actually met Karan Davis. Do we? We did see him play in an exhibition game, right? Uh, yeah. So we do know he does exist. Like he, I don't. It's like the Eminem's commercial. He does exist. No, it's such a classic. They do exist. <laughs> but it reminds me a little bit of the the story when Chris Smith transferred here from Manhattan, and and like he was like shooting in the gym with Russ Smith during the summer, and Rick walked in and was like, "Hey guys," and they like they were like, "Hey, how's it going?" And he walked up to his office, and he was talking to David Padgett, and he goes, who is that down there? And he goes, that's your new guard. It's Chris Smith from Manhattan. He had no idea what he looked like. He was like, yeah, I, I didn't know. They told me he could play, so we, we took him. I was like, well, <laughs> what do you want me to say? But Danny Manning told me he could play, so we took him. That's, that's, I feel like that's kind of what happened here. Texas, when I see the defense switch the zone, I kind of smile because I know we're about to get tripped. KP. See? There's another good Allen <laughs> Electric twist. By the way, the Allen Electric ad played back to back earlier today. That too. I was like, "What's yeah, going on?" I, I, I'm, that's, that's that's traffic, Trevor. Don't do traffic. Texas says, "Shout out to the Bring Brom home guy. He called this all along. Beat UK. He look. 
He's been on the board. We all wanted this. Yeah. Texas, how good would this team be if Jeff Brom had Jeff Brom at QB? Pretty good. I mean, at least ten and one. What Brian? Probably better than ten and one. <laughs> Texas, what are your thoughts on Travis Ford reprising his role in the six man sequel? This I know who this is. <laughs> Do you mean this person who sent has only sent one text ever? It's about Travis Ford, the sixth man. I have a friend who loves making references to Travis Ford being the sixth man. Well, was he, just, was he in the six man movie? Yes. He plays, yeah, he's, he's, in the, he's in the movie. I mean, he's in, I know he's in Blue Chips. He just tweeted at Travis, he used to tweet at Travis Ford incessantly whenever Travis would tweet something, be like, hey man, loved you in the sixth man, and would just say, can you please talk about your role? And I laughed every time. Are they actually making a sequel to that? I don't think so. I hope not. The seventh man? Do you remember, do you remember what, what university was used in the sixth man? Washington. Okay. Duh. Ant, no! Let it go. <laughs> I just remember the box when I when I worked at the video store. A, yeah, I used to love the movie. Yeah, I I think I've seen the movie maybe once. I just that's why I don't remember it very well. I just, but I'll never forget the box. Like I said, there's some movies I'll never forget because working at video stores, I see the box on the VHS tapes all the time. Texas, Mr. Owens might be coming back. Maybe. Ooh. Maybe. Texas, we need Brownlee healthy bad, but Miami testing Riley Island late was hilarious, and Mario being Mario. I love when the announcer was like, why would you throw at that guy? That's what I was saying. <laughs> they said that even at one point. Like, Do you think there's a reason why no one's thrown at him for like two weeks? I mean, we, we also, I mean, like, <laughs> like you said, Jarvis Brownlee's out. Trey Franklin got kicked out of the game for targeting. Storm Duck had not looked good. We were playing some corners who hadn't played all year at some point in time. Like, why are you throwing at maybe the best cornerback in all of college football? The Storm Duck got away with a couple holds here and there. That's kind of what Storm Duck does. The, Storm, like, Storm Duck is, is very like, touchy-feely. Yeah, he basically is, is like, I'm just going to grab you, and if they call it, so yeah. be it. If they don't, great play by me. He would be, he'd be like a bouncer to strip club's worst nightmare. He's, he's taking the Clemson approach to secondary play. That's what Clemson's been doing for the last 10 years, That's and it's worked true. pretty well for him. Texas says, uh, your boy stays there. Says oh, Brom is superior in coaching schemes, clock management, and keeping uh, composure to stoops. Kentucky runs a lot of zone defense with zero pressure on the quarterbacks. Plummer will take us apart. If I'm a Louisville fan, I would be excited. It's like a great white shark with chum in the water. Look at Cesar's uh, already given up. He's waving the white flag. Say, God love to say, going into the Georgia game, he was thinking UK had a chance, and was talk, telling, talking about how UK this might be the best defense Stoops has had. Boy, the song has changed in the last month. Now he's like, there's no way we're competitive. Jack Plummer will pick us apart. Each week has gotten more and more wear and tear on poor Say's confidence for this defense. Trust me. To the point now where he's like, Plummer's tearing us apart. That's where he is now. I love that the, the next texter right away texted us in the middle of the game on Saturday and just said, this is the game that Jack loses us. I was like, well, no. He stepped up. Also says, when Caleb Glenn had that dunk off the assist from Johnson, I stood up and yelled, Keontae Vernon. Also after the Evan Conley touchdown. It's the greatest call of all time. There's no question about it. Texas says, in a world where it wasn't mobile... It dunk, really. It was more of a layup. <laughs> yeah. In a world where mobile and electric quarterbacks are what teams strive for, it's easy to overlook just how good Jack has been this year. I've been one to criticize him, and yes, he has made plenty of mistakes, but he's been exactly what this offense needs, a quarterback who understands the game plan and can execute it. I think Jack... I mean, yeah, I think Jack has been excellent this year. I mean, he's, look, he's done what was asked of him. Yeah, I for mean, the most part. Exactly. I mean, if, if you if you wanted him to be Penix or Knicks or pretty much anybody else in the Pac-12, then well, then that's your own fault. I mean, that's, I think it, it, it's also worth saying though, if the defense hadn't been as good as it's been for most of the year, the limitations would be more noticeable. If we, if well, we needed, yeah, if we needed him to win us games like 38-35 every weekend, like we'd be a seven and and, and four, six and, and five type team right now. He didn't do much against NC State. The defense won us that game. Yeah. He didn't do much against Indy. He didn't do anything in the second half against Indiana. The defense won us that game. Yeah. But, like, he is – I mean, look, to his credit, 
the last two games we've played, we've needed him to step up and be nails in the fourth quarter to have any shot at winning, and he's done it. And we've got two comeback victories to celebrate because of it. Texas says, we've played our best in our biggest games so far this year. Brom has been open about the fact that he puts in extra preparation for the biggest games and even starts scouting weeks in advance. With uh, how he's talk- talking this week, he's likely been putting in more preparation for this game than even for Notre Dame, which gives me extra confidence that we will play well and win. There's definitely some stuff that, like, I, I feel like he would never say this, but I feel like a few weeks ago we were doing a lot of stuff for Miami and Kentucky and probably not a whole lot of prep for Virginia and, you know, that almost came back to bite us. But I, I, I do think that Jeff is one of those guys that looks ahead and says, like, I'm going to put more emphasis on this game that we circled going into. And I, if I think that we can beat a team playing vanilla before and without a, a ton of prep, I'm going to take that chance. And if it bites me, it bites me. If it doesn't, so be it. I think we're in good shape. Like, I do kind of think that that's the case here. And it does make me feel more confident. Texture says, soft-spoken secretary voice after two hard-fought games. Kenny Payne's phone, please hold. Kenny Payne's phone, please hold. Hundreds of calls. Does he have a secretary? Kenny Payne, please hold. I'm picturing the study office, office space. space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> please hold. Thanks for calling. <laughs> Kenny Payne's phone, thanks for calling. <laughs> Texas, y'all going to the UK game? I am going to the UK game. I am not going to the UK game. I'm excited about it. It's going to be cold. I am not excited about it. It's going to be cold. It's cold right now in here, but I, had open, I opened the window in here. I opened it earlier, and I had to close it because the whole family was having a family argument right outside the I window. I had to keep it open because uh, I had some ice cream on the weekend, and you trust me, if I didn't have this open, you would hate this room right now. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's, it's a bad one in here, yeah. Texture says, how many times for the past 37-plus games have we come out of a timeout and someone just jacks a three without any play being drawn up or anything? I swear it happens after every timeout. I actually thought that we had some no. some good after timeout play calls the last yeah, two games. I agree. I thought we did too. I, would, I thought I mean, there was a few plays that we ran. I think there was a plenty of time to. We did have a, a, tur- a bad turnover after a timeout early in the game against Texas. I remember, but besides that, like he had some good ATO stuff drawn up. Like I, I, I don't, I don't think you can criticize him there. Texas, believe it or not, Kenny Payne had the second dumbest quote of the weekend. See what Dennis Gates said. Uh, Dennis Gates opened the post game by saying that Jackson State was the best 0-5 team in the country. Oh, God. He's just doing the Dabo thing. Yeah. When Dabo does it, he's a genius, but when Dennis Gates does it. Missouri. <laughs> Texas says, I had a tweet drafted saying KP had Trevor's ACT score in jeopardy. I was sad to delete it. It's still a possibility. It's more possible now than it was. I still think that it's we're probably looking at the under. It's possible, though. It's possible. I mean, I'm not saying it's – I'm, I'm nervous because if I was nervous, I probably would have gotten less than 14 on my ACD. Texter says, <laughs> Mike, I think we beat Kentucky, but they scare me. They seem like a temperamental team, but if they do come out and play a clean, good game, then I think they'll be hard to beat. They haven't proven they can do that, so that's why I think we win. But they're not scrubs at all. We have to score early and get their heads out of the game early. I do think that, that would be that would help. God, I would love I just want to win. I just want to win. But we won't want in there being like 63 to nothing. I would be rock hard for the entire holiday season, but I just want to win. I just want to win. Texas says the roof is the ceiling for this basketball team. Thank you, Michael. Is that, is that a, okay, is that a quote from Michael, Michael Jordan's? My, no, Michael Jordan said that. You don't remember that? No, I don't remember that. The ceiling, he said the ceiling is the roof for this team. Oh, is that when he was talking like North Carolina or yeah, something? Yeah, he was giving yeah, a pep talk to Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It became like a rally cry. I'm like, well, you guys, yeah. the guy can literally say anything, apparently, because he's <laughs> totally wrong. Texas Danny Manning got it to it with official. Well, I got fussy. I get fussy after a nap too. <laughs> did, the, did the official wake him up? Did he like bump into my guy? Hey, hey, not in my ear. <laughs> Trying to sleep over here. I like it better than the Yum Center. So much more quiet. 
Texas are Ken Palm dropped on the simple fact that KP said he thought they knew how to attack a zone and didn't call a timeout. It should. <laughs> Texas Beverly Hills Cop 4 coming to Netflix in 2024. Is that real? I don't know. I hope not. I mean, come on. You're Ed. so upset right now. Eddie, do you really need that? I mean, do you really need the money that bad? Oh, it is. What it, are you like? A, are you on crack Beverly Hills or Cop 4. Oh, God. 3 was so bad. Eddie Murphy returns as Axel Foley. Oh, good Lord. Ruined your Thanksgiving. Oh, it's so disgusting. Really? That's just. Texas Van Dyke sucks. Why do you want him? He, not my first choice, but I, I I think that you can do stuff with it. I, I think that the right coaching. I mean, look, you saw some of the throws he made. He made an off balance throw 40 yards downfield to that Xavier Restrepo kid. Like, he's got the tools. You can see why Miami was so excited about him. Uh, he just, I think, got in his own head a little bit this year. And he also, like, Miami's coaches suck. Like, I'm sorry. Like, Crystal Ball is not the answer down there. He's never going to win at a high level. There's no excuse for that team to have five losses right now. Like, I, I don't know what you want me to say. I, I, again, I'm not going to go crazy. I like to think, though, that we're, we're getting to the point maybe we can get a little bit higher up on the transfer portal cap ladder. I, I would prefer the other two names that I mentioned above Van Dyke for sure. But I can see Van Dyke having success here. I'll say that. Okay. Texas says, so speaking of listening to UK fans wallowing after football losses, they apparently just figured out that referring to Stoops as poops was a thing. They were amazed that no one had apparently thought of that before. No wonder that fan base hasn't been able to come up with non-stripper-related <laughs> jokes in over a decade. I don't know what that's in reference to, but yes, yeah, Stoops does rhyme with poops. And I think it's been used before. Texas says, Karan Davis was actually just the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Texas says, Jack is a stray dog. He is. I mean, I like Jack Plummer a lot. I think that he's, I think that he's limited certainly when it comes to skill set. But <clears throat> I think he's a great leader. He's a great cat. Like, I, I think he's a baller. I, I love. I'm a big Plummer guy. Texture says the Bring Brom Home guy is on one. Yeah, he's going off. Everything is beat UK. He's responding to every. Like, I unmuted him a while back. Remuted him. Unmuted him again. I may have to hit him with mute again this week, just for this week. I can't deal with every single text tweet that I send. It's just. Beat UK hashtag on Why? it. Why you, you don't believe it? I I love the enthusiasm. What, what, what you don't you don't you don't believe in beating UK? I do. Mm-hmm. I just don't need to see it every five seconds. Well, I do because I need to be reminded of it. Texas says Payne versus Zone or Trevor versus Sequels. What's the better rivalry? <laughs> the only problem is is that Sequels <laughs> sucked. The Zone wasn't. Zone was easy to beat. <laughs> well, I mean that should have been again case in point. Payne shouldn't have had an issue with it. Can we not come up with something original? You got billions of dollars in Hollywood. Not you can't come up with something original other than Barely Just Cop Four, Karate Kid with 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 Jackie Chan and, and Ralph. I mean, good lord. Is there a sequel that you like? Yeah, there are. I mean, but we're talking say it, one. Um, I liked both Twenty One and Twenty Two Jump Street. I'll stay modern. And well, Twenty One Jump Street is not a like it's it's a remake. It's not a reboot. Well, but the se- there's a sequel. Right. You can say 22 Jump Street. I'm fine I like that. that as a sequel. Um, I mean, I, I can't. I don't want to use Kevin Smith's example because I'm a fanboy for him. You are. Um, so that doesn't count. I'm sure there's others. I mean, I just off the top of my head, that just pops right in. But you yeah, they are few and far between. And when you get down to three, four, and five, and you're just, I mean, Beverly Hills Cop 2, I didn't hate. I didn't like, I didn't hate a Major League 2. All right, we got Maxion on tonight. Yeah, see, yeah, take that. <laughs> I was like, the, the best thing you can say is, is I didn't hate. Not even I like. I just didn't hate him. We got Maxion on tonight. Two games. Neither one are very, very good. Uh, Bowling Green 
at Western Michigan, seven o'clock on ESPNU Bowling Green. The Falcons six and five, four and three in the MAC. Western Michigan's four and seven and three and four in the MAC. Bowling Green is a two and a half point road favorite. TK, who you got? Um, who are the two teams again? <laughs> Bowling Green and Western Michigan. Who's home? Western Michigan. Who's favored? Bowling Green. I'm taking Bowling Green to win and cover. Bowling Green wins and covers. I'm right there with you. Take, so bet Western Michigan. I feel less confident now and that you just had you should. no idea what you're talking about. You should build zero confidence. Maui semifinals, two great games tonight. We're staying up late for if you have the ability. 8 o'clock, first semifinal, number 7 Tennessee versus number 2 Purdue. Boilermakers are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Who do you like? I like Purdue definitely cover, but I think this can be a close game. I think Tennessee's really good. I think they're being slept on. Well, not really good, but they're really well coached and they're scrappy. I think they're really good. They, they, you know, Their defense last year was historically good. Their offense just sucked. They went out and got this Dalton Connect kid from Northern Colorado who's just lighting it up. Yeah. And Zakai Ziegler, the point guard, is just now playing again after being out for an ACL. I think Purdue wins, but I think long-term, I'm kind of buying Tennessee stock more than Purdue. 10-30, Kansas Marquette. Number one versus number four, hell of a game here. KU four and a half point favorites. Uh, I'm going to take Kansas to win, but not cover. I had Kansas winning and covering. I'm still okay. not fully buying into Marquette, but nor am I. A little these bit, games but, should be great. Yeah. All right, everyone, enjoy your Tuesday nights. We're back tomorrow at three o'clock, normal hours, three to six. We'll see you then. Go Cards. Before we get locked on Kentucky Atlas, only locally owned sports talk, 1450 and 96.1 FM. The big.